Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Anwar. Come drone me. I hate this guy already. Now. Don't go blow up other people. <laughs> Don't go do it. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise, bitch. <laughs> Let's kill a guy and then think about Brad Pitt. <laughs> this is the assholiest of all the people time so far. Come drone me. Skirt chasing the... <laughs> Welcome back, dabblers. Dabblers. Fuck. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, cut all that. I don't give a shit. I'm not even going to restart it. Here we go. <laughs> Dabble, dabblers. Yeah. Welcome back, dabblers. People Time Podcast here. Oh, my God. Oh, and I feel good. I'm so fucking pumped right now. I can't wait to learn some more shit. It's a thousand degrees outside. Yeah, it is. It's way too hot. Yeah. So we're a little bit hot. hot. Yeah. <laughs> Too yeah. warm. A little bit hot. I had to fix my swamp cooler today, so Ugh. I'm a little bit burned to the bones. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't care. I don't have a swamp cooler, so... <sighs> yeah, I'm a poor person. Um, well, so... So, uh, buy the products that we advertise? Go get, go get, go get yourself some AC. Go get that's yourself a, some sweet AC. That's a great advertiser. Yeah, it's too it, hot. We don't have a specific one. Uh, Sears... I think are closed now. Maytag, the Home Depot. Yeah, maybe so. Look, if you're in your car listening to this right now because it's too hot in your house, mm-hmm. go get yourself an AC unit over at your local provider that has sponsored this episode. Swamp coolers are dumb. Get the better thing. Yeah. Yeah. I had to stand on a ladder and change the pump, and it took me a while. And uh, I don't know. It's not fun. You know that shit you do when you're a man? Well, I fixed it. I fixed it. What's that? This like, like where you're a guy and you're like, yeah, oh, that's just broken. Let me handle it. Oh, right. And you call the guy that comes in and fixes it for you. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, and you're like, hey, I, I, my thing's broken. Well, Help. I'm that guy and it's my wife calling me. Oh. Fix this. And I go, yeah, I got it. But you're the I, guy? I don't got it because I don't know anything. So I YouTube it and I panic and I drink beers and, and I freak out. And then I go, it's fine. I can do this. I can do this. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a man. I can do it. And, and then the wife's like, why are you getting so upset right now? She's like, we could just call a guy. And I'm like, I'm the guy. I'm the guy that you call. And then I research online and eventually it gets there. Yeah. I mean, duct tape is amazing. Is there a podcast to... Uh... Help be a better man. Go fix your own shit. There, might, there probably is. This is how you do it. I think visually you need some help. At least I do. I when I have to fix something like that, I have to like YouTube. Oh, I know. Yeah, I YouTube everything. I don't know anything. Yeah. I just yeah YouTube it and then I fix it and then I, I can only imagine that'd be a terrible podcast. Like, okay, so you're gonna open up your dryer, and there's gonna be this L shape type of device that you're gonna see. Pull on that, but don't pull too hard because you'll break everything. And every like, what episode, is he talking about? Every episode is, uh, oh, your water heater is broken. I got the perfect thing. YouTube broken water heater. <laughs> episode over. You're welcome. Please subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Um. What's your name, by the way, today? Uh, Sheik your booty. Sheik your booty. Yep. <laughs> Does that have to do with the episode? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's actually the name of a Frank Zappa album, but it is also relevant to the episode. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fr- look up Frank Zappa. That's actually our advertiser for today. I don't know anything. Frank, Frank Zappa. Help. Help me learn. 
everybody should look up Frank Zappa. Okay, I'll look it up. Thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't really go into it. It's uh, Zappa's a whole thing. Okay. There's only like 80 albums in a bunch of different genres, a lot of jokey shit. Yeah. Uh, one of the greatest of all time. Check it out. Sheik Your Booty. Sheik Your Booty. Yeah. That one's actually not the best. I think Live at the Roxy's probably the best. Okay. <clears throat> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What's your name? I'm the Rook. Which one? Which Rook? Uh, Kingside. Le- Kingside? Yeah. That's... Is that the one that you can switch with the king? Yeah. Well, you can switch either with the king. Oh. You can do a long or a short castle. The rook. But yeah, it's not even the best piece. I, I've, that's what I've decided. Is I wasn't going to be the best piece on the board. I'm probably more of a pawn, but the pawn can become a queen, and that's too good. So. Hmm. I'd give you. A, I'll, I'll give you a knight. Okay. You can be a knight. They're kind of funny. Yeah. They move funny, so that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But my name's the rook. Not as funny <laughs> as it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Knight sounds too too dazzling, right? He's it my is. knight in shining armor. Yeah. You don't want to be the queen. <laughs> I don't want to be the bishop. He could be the queen or the bishop. I don't diddle I don't diddle <laughs> children, so the rook just seemed fitting. The rook. It's actually pretty yeah, it's a stellar name. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Chic. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I am Chic Your Booty. Chic Your Booty. That's uh one of his more uh later albums that are less fun than his seventies albums. Just go YouTube Frank Zappa in 1973, or 75, or 74, or 72. Anywhere in there. <laughs> it's going to be fucking great. Okay. Oh, it's fucking great. Inca Rhodes, all that shit. I wish I could help on this. I don't know. I know. Most of my life, I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> I feel like that's how our dynamic... I've listened to a few of our old episodes um because we're going to remaster our episodes. Fucking A we are. Like and, Star Wars. Uh, I feel bad because a lot of, oftentimes I feel like you're talking and I'm like, what? Huh? That's not your fault. I'm being obscure on purpose. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a nice person. <laughs> well, I've got a fun fact for the day. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm fucking loaded. So uh, <clears throat> this one I think will appeal to you because I know how much you love Michigan. Mm-hmm. You love it, right? You love Michigan? Um, Michiganites, I, I think I remember you recalling, I think I recall. I have said, yeah, I find Michigan to be a bottomless cesspool of hopelessness and pointlessness. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, maybe if we just removed it as a final solution to my aggravation. Yeah. That'd be cool with me. So this one will be appealing to you because there is a town mm-hmm. called Hell in Michigan. <laughs> yeah. All right. So it fits exactly with what you think. Yeah, this place sucks. Well, it's all hell. And apparently, whole, whole goddamn place. You can pay to be a mayor for a day in Hell, Michigan. Well, that's obscure. And then once you're done, you get impeached. And I <laughs> put quotations around that. And then it's somebody else's <laughs> turn if they wanted to pay, or it goes back to who the actual mayor is. What the fuck kind of PR? What? Yeah. All right. So there was somebody who was a YouTuber who decided he wanted to be mayor, and uh, he made it so that. Um, heterosexuality was banned. <laughs> yeah. And he called the town Gay Hell, Michigan, to promote um, gay rights. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Way to go, dude. So he was trying to make Michigan better because he knew how much you hated it, probably. No, yeah. He, he and I are in contact. Nice. Because he knows that I'm a, you know, I'm into the LGBT folks. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to get back at you. And then I killed him. Whoa. He's dead now. That was. Hmm. 
So I am actually running for president in 2020, and I'm going to make the whole world gay hell. <laughs> nice. And then wipe out Michigan. All and right. just do the reverse of what that asshole was doing. Perfect. Welcome to gay hell, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Heterosexuality is banned. <laughs> Sweet. All right. I think it's going to be a better world. Yeah, I mean, my wife will be uh, in sin then. Well, you'll just have or to... Illegal. Everyone will have to identify some fluidity. Oh, okay. That's fair. Yeah. I like that. So on your driver's license where it says, like, uh, gender disposition, you just have to write straight but attracted to, you know, yeah. whoever. Yeah. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Oh, man. Yeah. Holy hell. Or, or, or you could put on your license, like... Keanu Reeves or maybe... Uh, like, full-on dick... Inside of me, I'm not totally into, but I will happily give it a hand job. To Elijah Wood. Yeah, or whoever. Or whoever. Yeah, if it's a glory hole, you can pretend it's Elijah Wood. <laughs> and I do. I do every time. <laughs> I finish them, like, thanks, Elijah. And the next one comes in, I'm like, hey, Elijah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do, like, back-to-backs. Oh, damn. It, it's all Elijah. You're the, you're the giver. That's nice. I am very giving. <laughs> hey, Elijah. Hey, Elijah. The great thing is, is like, it's a thing there. Like, there's people outside. They're like, dude, this, there's a great guy in there who gives the best hand jobs. Yep. The one thing you'll notice is he calls you Elijah. That's just his thing. That's fine. It's fine. And every time you'll hear them, and while well, there's like a line of people <laughs> waiting to get into the stall, they just hear, oh, hey, Elijah. <laughs> oh, hey, you're back. Hey, Elijah. <laughs> and uh, then if you occasionally do like Elijah Wood quotes, it's, it helps yeah, him. Do some Frodo stuff. Helps him help you. Or what, what was that movie he was in with Macaulay Culkin? Where he's the good kid and Macaulay Culkin's the bad kid. I don't think I saw that one. Go rewatch that. Not North. Get a quote of that. That helps me. Helps me stay, you know, rejuvenated. Yeah. Yeah. That is a lot of semen to handle. <laughs> you could only put it so many places. <laughs> so the more I would imagine the toilet would be one of them. You could flush it away. No, Elijah hates that. Oh, okay. No, he doesn't want to know that. Oh. Has to go in me. <laughs> Wow, this is graphic. Yeah. So what is our people time? I, well, I wanted to say quickly that I liked your fun fact. Oh, thank you. I preferred the fun fact you told me before where you celebrated your dog's birthday. Oh, thanks. I thought that was fun. Yeah, we took her out to, her name is Atticus, and we took her out to a uh, go get, we actually adopted this this from you guys. Mm. So you have a dog, mm -hmm. and for our dog's birthday, whenever we decided to celebrate it, um, we would cook him up hamburgers and stuff. That was their, like, special treat. She's a good girl. But you guys told us that you like to take the, take Louie. It's a whole day for yeah. Louie. It's a, it's a day about him. He goes to the store. He picks out new well, toys and new Every day is about treats. him anyway, but. Yeah. <laughs> he gets, He goes to the store. He gets a new shirt of some kind. <laughs> right, he, he, picks, he picks out his own toy and he picks out his own bone. Yeah. Yeah. And Addie got to do that, too. Yeah, and we adopted that. So we took her and did all the fun stuff. Dogs deserve the best. They do. I got no dirty, cynical jokes about dogs. Yeah. They're fucking amazing. Yeah. They're better than everybody else. I will never have children. Just puppies. Matter of fact, we should do a, a people time, a dog time, his best Pe dog in history. Oh, my God, we should do people that. People dog time? Yeah, where it's like the dogs who saved other people, most influential dogs in history. Oh, my God. I bet that's a thing somewhere I'm we sure could look we could up. find something that would be awesome. The best fucking dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Police dogs and uh, helper dogs and shit. Nine nine eleven dogs because I think the last one alive uh, uh, retired recently. They, they, oh, they're still alive. 
Yeah, I think they. Uh, yeah, I think they're still kicking around. I think there's so, one left. I like doing dead people on people time. I don't want to do dead dogs. I know it's sad. Unless they die very happily in a in a dog bed full of bones. Yeah. So, if we do people dog time, they may or may not be with us. He thinks he's people. He is people. He's people time. He's people dog he's time. people dog time. He deserves the best. Yeah. Oh, he's the best. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I just That's love awesome. how grown adults, like you see a baby and you get all polite. And you're like, oh, it's yeah. cute. You're dee, 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 dee. You but then you see a puppy, you're like, oh, the bubble. Who does that bubble? Oh, the bubble. My favorite thing I saw someone on Facebook say someone on the lines of, do you ever just think about somebody else's dog? Like somebody else's, they own a dog. You don't think about the person. You're just like, I wonder how that dog's doing. I hope he's getting treated well. He's a cute dog. He's a good boy. That's all I care about. (laughs) Just like randomly like, "Eh, I wonder how how that dog's doing. I hope he's happy. Yeah. I hope when they leave, they leave the TV on to the dog channel. Yeah. Yeah. Our dogs don't recognize the TV as being a thing. Mine doesn't either, which I don't know if you can show them it. I don't know how that works. I've seen people's dogs react to TVs, and especially if there's another dog on there and stuff. Yeah. yeah, ours do not do that. They don't care. They no, don't. Mine doesn't know that TV is a thing. Yeah. Well, anyway, so who are we doing for our people time today? Uh, we're like for 15 minutes in. Jesus Christ, we talk so much. Uh, we're doing Anwar Al Awlaki. Sorry, say it again. Anwar. Anwar Al Al Awlaki. Awlaki. Yep. All right, who is this? Uh, terrorist. Oh, so we're doing an influential person who influenced in a negative way. Mm-hmm. I like, we mostly do inspirational folks. It's true. Uh, but I like to do villains every now and then. Yeah, they, they did unfortunately influence the world in sometimes big ways. and Yeah. It sucks, but yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's a shitbird. Okay, good. And a twerp. Well, th- I'm ready to learn. Great. Out of black bar! What, oh, what does that mean exactly? It's a trap. Is that really what it says? Is that really what it means? That's what Admiral Akbar means. It's a trap? Yeah. Oh. Admiral Akbar! That is not what it means. Does it mean something about God? Allah? I don't know. I, I just know Star Wars. Oh. That's all I know. I'm pretty sure that's something about uh, praise Allah or something like that. I'm not that smart, so don't, I don't know. Uh, I think Alu Akbar means God is great. That's it, yeah. Yeah. I, my per- when I'm psyched and killing infidels, I yell Admiral Akbar. Oh, okay. Um, admiral? Mm-hmm. As in, like, lieutenant or admiral? Yeah. Okay. Because it is a trap. I'm not getting the reference. I suck. You don't know Admiral Akbar from Star Wars? Why would they say that in Star Wars? Admiral Akbar. Who is Admiral Akbar? He's one of the guys from Star Wars. He's that fish face looking fucking guy who goes, It's a trap! Oh, I do recall now that you're saying that. <laughs> I like Star Wars, but I'm not that big of a Star Wars. It's been a long time since I've watched. That's so funny. That's one of the few yeah. things I feel like I'm a nerd about. L- the original ones. I know. Only. You give me a lot of shit, and uh, you are the original. Uh, we don't need to talk about that. Nerd of us, <clears> too. <throat> so. We don't need to talk about that. Well, Anwar, who I will can just call Anwar from here on out. Okay, Anwar. A lot of times I like to call the people that we do people time some colloquial shorthand name. Um, you know, Socrates was Sock. We did that guy, the spy last week. I just kept calling him the Poosh. Yeah. The Poosh. That guy's cool. Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, Anwar sucked balls. Right. And I'm just going to call him Anwar for shorthand. Cool. It's just easier. 
And I would say if you, uh, dear listener, were paying close attention to the news back in like, I don't know, 2008 to 2011, you're probably more familiar with this story. Uh, if you read the news cursorily the way that I did and most people do, yeah, you might ring some bells. But really it was just, oh, you heard a guy whose fucking name is Aulaki wants to kill you. Like, what's that's, yeah. what's new about that? Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a whole ton well, to... Th- this must mean Anwar must be dead. Anwar's a dead motherfucker. All right. Not only dead, uh, just incinerated. Whoa. This is a great story. All right, I'm ready. I'm strapped in. Let's do this shit. I'm going to dabble along with you. Dabble the whole time, thinking about Elijah Wood. Okay. He likes it when you swallow him. You don't have to, because he's behind the wall. Oh, you mean dabble, dabble. I'm sorry. I was... What were you... What? I want to dabble into history. Oh. I can do both. Yes. I wanted to call out uh, some of the references here. There's a podcast called Caliphate you should look up if you're interested. It's about ISIS. Shit. And there's a documentary called Dirty Wars, and there's a book called Objective Troy. That's where I got all this info from. All right. But I'm just dropping those because they were all exceedingly interesting if you want to dig more into that shit. Awesome. I recommend it. Well, Anwar is considered the most effective Al-Qaeda recruiter uh, in the English-speaking world. And he's also the first American target of a drone attack that was personally signed off by Mr. President Obama. Oh, shit. So this is a lot of where the influence comes in, where he's influential enough to be people-timed. All right, well, so when was he born? How old was Anwar? When, oh, yeah, let's start with... Let's start when here. Was he born? Anwar was born April 22nd of 1971 in... Yeah, 71 in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I think that makes him the youngest people time we've done so far. I think. Yeah. Probably. Close to, if not. I think, though. Yeah. Yeah, I think he probably is. Well, I was going to talk about his dad real quick. His dad's name is Nasser Al-Awaki. And Nasser is actually fucking awesome. So oh, really? Nasser is from Yemen. And Yemen is a shithole. I'm not going to go too much into Yemen. Uh, it sucked then, and it sucks now. Okay. For a lot of reasons. Bad uh, government, bad... Bad everything, man. Yeah. I mean, they're right beneath Saudi Arabia, and Saudi Arabia has billions of dollars worth of oil. Yeah. And Yemen has a couple of drips of oil, so their economy is garbage. Bummer. It's half run by terrorists. Yeah. It's just a fucking desert. Not somewhere you want to live. Dangerous. Yeah, not fun. Hmm. Um, If you want to go on, like, a vacation... Not there. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe, maybe don't hang out there. Well, Nasser's from Yemen, and he was all like, I'm going to go to America and learn some shit. And then when I learn the shit, I'm going to take it back to Yemen and make Yemen better. Nice. So Nasser actually uh, got a scholarship to New Mexico State University in 1966, and he had a host family who was, like, taking care of him when he was over there, and they spoke very warmly about him. He was a very nice, intelligent young man. And he got his doctorate from the University of Nebraska and was also a professor at the University of Minnesota. And after he got all his accolades and some money, he went back to Yemen in 1977 in the hopes to make Yemen a better place. Shit, yeah. Nasser's the man. Well, he went back in 77, and Anwar was born in 71 while his dad was in New Mexico. And he kind of, early years of his life, he just followed his dad around for his education. Like, they went from Nebraska to Minnesota and yada yada. So was there a reason why he didn't bring his son with him back to Yemen? Did he just want him to stay in the States to get his education here? No, he brought him back. 
Oh, he went back to Yemen. Yeah, just because when he went back, he was only, or when they went back to Yemen, Anwar was only six. Okay, I see. So they went back to Yemen and they went back to the capital city of Sanaa, or Sana. Sure. Yep. I am. It's Middle Eastern. We are going to pronounce it different than how they do, anyways. Well, so. and I looked at the pronunciation and found three different ones. Oh, good. So I'm going to call it Sanaa. Sanaa. It's the capital of Yemen, anyway. And they went back there in 77, and Anwar got his basic education there Okay. Uh, throughout the 80s. And then in uh, June of 1990, he, his, from his dad's influence, went back to America to go to college. Oh, okay, so now he's coming back to now Anwar education. Goes back. Yeah. There's just nothing really to be known about his early education. I mean, he was just... Average ed- education? Kid in Yemen. I don't know what their education system is like. I couldn't find anything. I bet it sucks. <laughs> yeah, probably not great if it's a scary... Know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he goes back to America to get a college education, and he goes to study hydrology. Because um, his dad is like, Yemen's underground resources of water is f- fucked up, so maybe go learn about water and come help us. Shit. That's... Yeah. And Anwar's like, all right. So Nasser fucking loved America. Um, he actually wanted to stay in America, but he w- felt an obligation to... Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Anwar. His yeah. home country. Nasser's a badass. Well, Anwar... That sucks. That he's, it sounds like he's going to get a real shitty son. <sighs> Anwar is such a little fucking baby. Yeah. And the uh, the Frank Zappa album that I got my name from today, there's a song in there called uh, You're an Asshole, You're an Asshole, Yes, Yes, You're an Asshole. That, uh, that's Anwar's. For me, that's, that's his, his song. Theme song. You're an Asshole. That's right. Nice. Well, Anwar got his scholarship terminated uh, to the school he was at in, uh, he was in New Mexico at first. His scholarship was terminated due to bad grades. He just stopped uh, doing good in school. And his dad picked up the tab. Damn. Because he's Nasser's cool. But uh, Anwar said that he lost his scholarship because he's a Muslim. He was discriminated against. Um, I think it was because he had bad grades yeah but he's one of those guys who's like they just don't like me yeah dad dad fix this dad and then it sounds like his dad's nice enough to to bail him out Mm -hmm. pay the pay the bill yeah nasser constantly bails anwar out he's a fucking loser well he ends up going to college in fort collins uh colorado uh, for hydrology engineering, and he's described as a regular kid, like regular college kid. He smoked cigarettes and drank alcohol and party with his friends. I did that shit. Who didn't? Yep. College kid shenanigans. And his roommate said he didn't come off as particularly Muslim. He didn't really go to the mosque. He didn't really pray every day. All that shit. He was just like a regular kid. But he did talk a lot about the plight of the Palestinians, which, yeah, I think every college student does that. Yeah, even I would say even even if you're white. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I yeah, I still talk about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking. Did he seem to lean one way or another on it? Just kind of was always talking about it. He hates Israel. Okay. Yeah, he I mean, fucking hates Israel. <laughs> I guess that's kind of goes along with his background, right? Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, the Palestinians are an Arab country and heavily Muslim, and are you know Anwar's an idiot, but I kind of agree with him on that. Israel's not cool to Palestine. Uh, it's a really pretty fucked up situation over there. Yeah, they've been they've been battling it out for at least decades, even yeah, further so than that. Long. So long. But I mean, you can't just walk into a guy's house and be like, "This is my house because the Bible said it is," and then start killing them. Well, and it seems to me, and I don't really know a whole lot Dicks. about the Palestinian war and Israel, but from my understanding, is it essentially is it essentially has been a? It looks like they've tricked the people 
into believing that it's about religion when really it's governments that are trying to just get the land and fucking a. To, mm-hmm. and, and unfortunately they're they're using the people against each other with the disguise of religion and i i have been told not to talk about this probably yeah probably Goodness. us two white ass yeah. holes probably shouldn't i'm gonna do it anyway because it makes me sound anti-semitic and let me just say, <laughs> this is, someone's, you've talked about this before, and someone's this like, don't. keeps fucking coming up, which is why I hate oh, Michigan my. instead. <laughs> but look, the, after, after the Holocaust, the, the Jewish people needed a place mm, yes. to call their own to protect themselves. Yeah. 100%. They were trying to find a place the whole time, actually. Yeah. They wanted to end the diaspora, have their own country, get a military so that the Somebody doesn't murder you again. That's fair to me. Yeah. But you don't walk into somebody else's country and say, no, this is mine. Well, from my understanding, it wasn't even necessarily like quite that blunt. It was more or less the Jewish people were trying to find a place that they could live along with other people. And it, you have a whole bunch of different things going on with mm-hmm. people not wanting Jewish people to live along with them. I guess that's true. So I don't know which one's right. That's I think this is what's good about this is that, see, I didn't hear this standpoint from... You know what you're stating here is yeah. that the Jewish people just walked in, and maybe that's what happened. The standpoint I heard was that they were just trying to find a place to live along with other people well, that didn't want them there. There was a lot of places they could have gone, but they go and actually into people's houses. Ah, uh, pretty close to pretty <laughs> close, more or less. See, I heard they just kind of built up pretty big because there was a lot of them, and they were trying to find and settle. And they basically settled yeah. in a big group, and so they kind of overtook. In the sense of political, right, government, you can now yeah. make bigger changes and stuff. And a lot of it was uh, the Western world supported it. They were like, "Fuck yeah, dude! You get that sucked what happened? You go pick a place, and we're behind you." And so when they picked up Palestine, the Palestinians were like, "What the fuck?" Well, yeah, the UN said. They endorsed it. Well, because it was divided up. The the area was divided up in weird ways. It wasn't even divided it up still is, yeah. equally. It was like these weird lines and stuff. And mm-hmm. then when the Jewish people came to settle, they're like, let's get rid of all these weird lines and just make it one big area. Yeah. And that was what the UN, I guess, got involved with. Anyways, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know why. I, I haven't studied this. I we, only know off passing. So. Maybe we'll pick a person from over there and we'll people time this whole thing. But Anwar did go on and on and on about the plight of the Palestinians and how he felt how important it is. And it kind of got him psyched up, and um, Desert Storm happened, and that pissed him off a lot. Desert Storm is uh, Bush 1 going into Iraq. Right. It's basically the Iraq War Part 1. And Anwar gets a little pissed about that, and his roommate said that he started growing a beard, which I guess... Does that that get noted? Yeah, that's like a sign of... You're becoming fucking Muslim. You're not a Muslim. You're a fucking Muslim. If I you think start I'm, growing, a, you're I think traditional. I'm Muslim. <laughs> well, we both have beards, but <laughs> I've never been to a mosque. That's true either. I have no problem with it, but I have been to the the Salt Lake Islamic Center several uh, times. How was that? It's nice. They're nice people. They hold yeah. events. My little sister actually wanted to create like a charity that helped get them more uh, involved in other charities and stuff like that that she's working on. Interesting. It hasn't happened, so I won't name drop it, but... I'll let you know. Cool. Uh, In late 1991, Afghanistan is ending its civil war that has been going on throughout the 80s that was incited by the Soviets. And I won't give all this context, but this is just like where Taliban and Al-Qaeda happened. Soviets go to Afghanistan. The people fight against them, and the Americans arm the, the Muslims, and we trained and armed Osama bin Laden over there and all that shit. Let's see, there's a lot of con- convolution, too. Of, uh, yeah. Because, yeah. It's a lot of shit over there. Well, Anwar wanted to join it, 
he wanted to be Mujahideen. What is, what, he wanted to join what exactly? He wanted to join the war that was going on? Yeah, he wanted to go to Afghanistan and help kick the Soviets out. Okay. And it is late 1991, so that war is like over. Yeah. So he goes over there a little bit late because he's a dipshit and didn't read the news. <laughs> and instead he just spent all winter in Afghanistan. And then when he came back to Colorado, he had all these stories, dude. It was so intense. And so really nothing happened? Nothing happened. He gets over there and he's like, where'd everybody go? Huh. He's like hunkered down waiting for him. And then he's like, I guess I'll go back. I bet he hung out all season with guys who were there and collected their stories. Yeah. That's what it sounds like to me is what he did. Hmm. Well, he starts, he comes back to America. He goes back to Colorado and it finds out that he has a knack for public speaking. So he starts speaking at the Fort Collins Islamic Center or Islamic Center. Was he charismatic? Was he a pretty good speaker? Very. I mean, it sounds like if he was recruiting. story. Storyteller and speaker. Yeah. He could rile up a crowd of fucking people. Well, he graduated in 1994 with a Bachelor's of Science with a B minus average. He gets a job as an engineering, in engineering consulting, and his parents are gushing proud because they're like, yeah, he finally graduated. Our little stupid complaining son finally did something. <laughs> and right around that time, he quits his job and goes and becomes an imam at uh, a mosque over there in, in Fort Collins. What's an uh, imam? An imam is a religious leader. It's, okay. it's like a priest or a bishop or something like that. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And I, I believe you don't start being paid as an imam, but then if you become like the imam, then you get paid. So I think he just quit his job and went and was like, can I preach for you? I'm like, okay. Damn. You speak English. That's helpful. Okay. So in 1994, he has an arranged marriage to a wealthy third cousin named uh, Jihan Mosin Bakker. That's his wife. I'm not saying that right. Whoa, wait, did you say he married his third cousin? He did. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I think that's traditional for them. To marry your third cousin? Yeah, they keep it in the family. Close to the family. Well, and a lot of that is that uh, they're Yemeni. They're from Yemen, and Yemen has very strict traditional values and life things. Oh. Yeah, they have tribes, and you're supposed to stay within the tribe type shit. Okay. So his wife is from that tribe. So, yeah, marry your cousin. Hmm. Oh, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Each to his own. Sounds like he sucks anyway, so he has to marry <laughs> his third cousin. I don't care. Yeah, fuck you anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have their first kid, uh, Abdul Rahman al-Laki, uh, in August of 1995 in Denver. I'm mentioning that because Abdul Rahman comes up again later. Okay. A Abdul. Abdul Rahman. Rahman. Oh, I love Rahman. Rahman's a fucking shit. As far as, um, yeah, as far as soup goes. Is it soup? Um, I don't know. I actually don't eat it as no- soup. Noodle soup? Yeah I, yeah, I usually drain all the water out. Anyways. Really? Yeah. My wife does Soy too. Sauce. And I always leave the water in and then I drink the salty, delicious water Which is after. delicious, but. Uh, I crave it sometimes. That <laughs> shit is fucking. Should we get some soup? <laughs> We're going to pause. <laughs> I want some beef ramen. Yeah. Well, he becomes the head imam of an a, a a mosque in San Diego in San Diego called Al Ribat Al Islami is the name of the mosque. Okay. Now he's 25 and he's the head imam. So just sort of yeah, pay, place yourself there. He's a very good speaker. How old is he at this point? He's 25. Okay. He's pretty young, damn. Very young. And he, he dropped out of he didn't he didn't, he didn't drop out of school. He graduated and then could have got a job in engineering but stopped doing that to become an imam. Okay. And he's the head imam at this mosque now. So he's just charismatic, good speaker. Okay. Everybody's psyched. 
Um, well, that mosque was founded by some Saudi Arabian students because there was another mosque in San Diego that they thought was too liberal. So he's more into the conservative, old-school Muslim shit. Right. But then speaks in English, speaks in like a colloquial kind of... Can gather other people who are younger. Dude, you yeah. know what would be really cool? If women covered their hair, bro. Listen to me. It's so cool, dude. Yeah. That's how that that's Anwar. Okay. And he's reportedly nice. He plays soccer with the kids. He, you know, he goes paintballing with them, but you know, just like every other Mormon bishop, he's harboring dark thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh well, his father lent him 20 grand for an investment opportunity. What? His uh, father left lent him $20,000? $20,000 for a uh, real estate investment and he lost all of it. Oh, man. Dude, his dad just sounds super nice and, like... Uh, idiot. Very caring of his children. Yeah, Nasser's awesome. And it sounds like his son's a fucking moron. Yeah. You can't, uh... Nasser is still alive. You can YouTube interviews with him. Oh, uh, oh man, he's still alive. I feel bad only because, like, he, know, he knows... He knows. I mean, he, he knows... Oh, Na- Nasser's not happy. But he didn't join Al-Qaeda because he's, cool go- he's a cool dude. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I just bring that up because Anwar is an idiot. That yeah. So he lost all of it. He lost all of it. What did he? What was he trying to? It was real estate. All I, I could all I could find is that it was a real estate opportunity. I'm assuming some asshole came up to him and was like, "I got a great plan for you. Give me the twenty thousand dollars. Wait here. I'll be right back. You got it, bro." He's like, "You're gonna make a lot of money. I'll be right back. You gonna listen about Muhammad later? Yeah, of course. Yeah, for hours, or days, however long. Cool. And the guys run away going like, "You're an asshole. You're an asshole. <laughs> That's right." <laughs> Well, around this time, he is arrested twice, uh, once in 1996 and once in 1997 for soliciting prostitution from from undercover police officers. He was soliciting prostitution? Yeah. What? So he was prostituting? No, he was soliciting officers. So he was trying to, like, buy sex from police officers. Oh, okay, I see, yeah. And this happened to him twice. So it happened to him in 96... And then he didn't stop, and it happened to him again in 97, which is, means how many times in between were they not cops? What is the, yeah, and what is the, uh, what's the Muslim belief on prostitution? Fuck no. Yeah, so. Hey, none of that. So he's preaching it as a. He's uh, a hypocrite and an idiot who lost $20,000 of his dad's money. I hate this guy already. I feel like we haven't gotten to the Fuck worst you, am. Oh, parts no. near. It just gets worse. Okay. This is the assholiest of all the people time so far. Yeah. And I know there's a lot of discussion that you can have with people and myself is especially that you're like, you know, I, I understand terrorism. I yeah. get it. If you're from those countries over there and the West just keeps blowing up and killing your cousin and taking your resources and you your get third pissed cousin off. was going to be your wife. <laughs> right. Just, and you get mad and you react. Anwar, none of that. You're from a wealthy family with wealthy background. You're an asshole. Yeah, and you're in the U.S. Period. And you just got your degree, and now you're teaching Muslims, and now yeah. your father seems like a very nice guy who is being very helpful towards he you. paid for your entire education because they canceled your scholarship because you're an idiot. Yeah. And then all your dad wanted you to do was get educated and come back to Yemen and make it a better place. And instead, you become an imam because you like the attention, and you preach conservatism, and then fuck prostitutes on the side. All right. Well, okay. There's Ass- a good pain. Asshole. Yeah. So... uh Around this time, Osama bin Laden, uh, I'm not sure who that is, he declares war on America in 1996 right. uh, on the grounds that America wants to conquer the Muslim lands. And in 1998, there is the Al-Qaeda-coordinated truck bombing of a U.S. embassy in Nairobi, Kenya, and another embassy in Tanzania. So this sort of makes 
Al Qaeda and terrorism and Bin Laden like a public. Everyone's like, it well, comes to who light. The fuck are these people? Yeah. Who who are these people with names I can't pronounce who want to kill me? Yeah. So, in the year two thousand, he moves over to Northern Virginia, where he's the head imam of a different mosque called Dar el uh, Hirja. <clears throat> Dar el Hirja. Hirja. Okay. I believe it's in Northern Virginia, which is like right by Washington, D.C. It's one of the biggest mosques in the whole country. Is that why he moves there? Is because he got basically promoted to go there? Hedy Mom. Ironically, the leaders there had some problems. Well, they were worried that some of the people they were getting radicalized because of this Al Qaeda thing. And they hit up Anwar. Anwar is a conservative guy. Yeah, boy. And he talks well to the youth. So let's have him be the, the Hedy Mom. So during this time while he's talking, and even before he gets up there, has he been preaching to anybody in particular about joining up the G- war? Or- about jihad? Yeah. Well, that actually comes up. So this mosque is called the 9-11 Mosque. What? Because <clears throat> two of the hijackers from 9-11 were, went to that mosque and listened to Anwar, listened to his speeches. Shit, man. And... So, actually, what happened is two hijackers actually went to his mosque in San Diego, and then a third one and one of the original two went to his mosque in Virginia as well. So, was this, like, they were inspired by his words and they were going to go do that, or was this well, more, like, coincidental? And nobody can decide on that. Well, what was he preaching? Was he, was he preaching shit? Of mm-hmm. like... No, right now, his, his preaching is very traditional, conservative. Muslim. Yeah. Okay. You know, uh, Not it's terrorist. a lot of historical, like... Like stories from the Quran and the Hadith and and uh, just right. be, be a good person type of religion shit. Normal Muslim stuff, not. But there is talk that he did have closed door meetings with his congregants, mm-hmm. and he had closed door meetings with these hijackers. What he said to them, who knows? Fuck. Anybody yeah. who knows that is dead. Yeah. Or would lie. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of speculation about that. While his sermons are so popular, he actually creates a company called uh, Alfam Incorporated that sells his sermons on CD and tape. Weird. Tape huh. in the year 2000. Tape. Where to go, idiot. But he also sold them on CD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, it, George Bush is running for president, and he supports him publicly. He loves his conservative views. Really? Idiot. Um, so ass- our, our- Asshole. Uh, yeah, or supports George Bush. Yeah, he does. Isn't that funny? What the fuck? He likes his conservative views. Okay. Yeah. Idiot. Yeah. So he applies and is accepted to a doctoral program at George Washington University at the behest of his dad. Uh, instead, he he gets accepted into the doctoral program, doesn't pursue it, and becomes the Muslim chaplain at George Washington uh, University. I think he just likes the attention he gets as an imam. Um, but he's portrayed as like a cool guy. Uh, he led a group of African Muslims on the Hajj in February of 2001. What's the Hajj? That's one of the pillars of Islam where every Muslim, if you have the ability, once in your life should go back to Mecca. All right. And do the whole, they like walk around in a circle around that big rock they love. <laughs> yeah. All right. No. No disrespect. Yeah. I just think everything is dumb. I mean, I hate but, all religions. So. But the pillar, there's like five pillars of, of Islam you're supposed to complete before you die, and the Hajj is one of them. You're supposed to go back to Mecca. Right. Uh, and, yeah, walk around in a circle. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Neat. It's rad. <laughs> uh, he started giving lectures in England, too. 
he gave a very uh, popular talk called "Tolerance is a Har- is Tolerance is a Hallmark of the Muslim Character." He's really into tolerance, I guess. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> he's into tolerance, huh? He's into tolerance, nice. apparently. Yeah. Uh, he turns his lecture series into a 23-disc set of just all his lectures, Muslim history and uh, religious talks and all that morality shit. It's a lot of, it's a lot of discs. 23, yeah. He doesn't stop talking. He fucking loves talking. He loves the attention. Yeah. Um, and he's not promoting any kind of extremism, but apparently, like, if you are a second-generation Muslim or, like, a young Muslim in the 90s uh, in an English-speaking country. You heard of shit. You know Anwar. Yeah. Anwar, everybody has Anwar's discs. Weird. So he's he's a very popular guy in that So was he community. getting rich off this? I mean, did he end up Not being Not rich, but, yeah, wealthy. Yeah. Yeah, he's doing pretty well now. He doesn't have to borrow money from, from, from Daddy anymore. Yeah. I still will, Daddy. Yeah. Um, but one of the quotes from his his lecture series is, dudes... Muhammad is dope. That's really what he says. Like, he has this loaded CRX with, like, a killer bumping system, bro. Check out this story. Like, him and his his bro, uh, Abu Bakr. How much is this <clears> really <throat> quoted? <laughs> not, none of that. Oh. No. That's just how he talks, though. Does he's he a, really? Not, he's, a, he's a... Not dudes and shit. He's in the 90s and 2000s. Very, he's very colloquial. He's very... He has a regular conversational tone. Right. And then, which is different for Muslims. Yeah. So the younger guys uh, like him. I'm like, oh... Anwar seems cool. He's relatable. Exactly. Well, in the year, well, in April of 2000, it's the last year of uh, Bill Clinton, there is a, a, an approval that is, at the time, was, um, I cannot think of the word, black ops? Controversial? Uh, secret. About, oh. about a... A military program called drones. The, right, right. The Predator program. And the Predators at this time are unarmed. They're just for surveillance, but they are there to find uh, Osama bin Laden. They search around. They have cameras, high tech. They're supposed yeah. to be quick, silent, and they move. And they're not really silent, but... Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, they're unarmed and just 100% for surveillance, but they are like a military project now that is... Not talked about in public. Yeah. But they're like a thing. And I bring that up because uh, it comes up later. Oh. Anwar fucking loves drones. Nice. Sure. Sure, that's... that's I can't wait to see what's going to happen. <laughs> it's a fucking surprise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Bush takes over. Bush didn't give a shit about uh, terrorism or drones. He just didn't think they were important. And then a few of them uh, took some planes and put them into buildings, which I've heard about vaguely. Mm-hmm. Something about September the 12th or the 10th. Yeah. Something like that happens. Well, um, after... Is that, is that where we're at right now? We're going into uh, September 11th? Yeah. It is now 9-11. Okay. And the CIA and the Air Force uh, and Bush, they're like, okay, well, let's start using these drone things. You know, at the same time, you might want to... This sounds silly. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I bring this up is because we now... Not too long ago, a few years back, someone was mentioning like we now have teenagers that weren't alive during the time frame of when nine yeah, eleven happened. So weird? they they know about it. I think it's a, still obviously a very well known thing. However, you might want to describe a little bit about nine eleven. I'm sure everyone knows, but just yeah, in case, that's fucking wild because it's like it's like Vietnam to us. It happened before we were born, but it's big. Yeah, but it's also kind of like this vague. I don't really know that much. I don't totally, as far as sort of define some shit, but I don't know why. 
Yeah, I know about it in a historical sense of how someone would tell you what happened, but not in a... Like, 9-11 to me and you, we were in school when it happened. We lived it. We got pulled out of school and went and watched the news for weeks. My little sister came home crying because she was certain that terrorists were going to fly a plane into her elementary school. Yeah. Because it was just in our heads. Yeah. And, yeah. So, a quick primer. Some assholes that were inspired and funded by Osama bin Laden and uh, Saudi Arabia. Hijacked some planes, flew them into some buildings. Yeah, flew them into our the, the towers in New York City. Yeah, the Twin Towers. Very destructive, killed lots of people. And then they flew one into the Pentagon, and then they tried to fly one into the White House, uh, but as far as anybody can tell, the passengers took it over and crashed it. Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of uh, conspiracy theories all around that, which most of them I don't you know, appeal to at all. No, 9-11 seems pretty clear to me. Yep. I think I think I agree with what ha- I, I think I think Bush knew about it, but... <laughs> See, I, I don't even know about that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, that's just my opinion. But yeah, anyway. essentially, a, a huge tragic event happened with a lot of people uh, dying on nine. Huge bummer. Yeah. Yeah. It sucked. As far as I understand, people suck. Yeah. Right. Like, I don't know, man. I like I was saying before. I understand being a terrorist, like being pissed off and wanting to get revenge, but that ain't cool. No. That ain't cool, man. That ain't cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, and every September when the news stories start coming out about Remember 9-11, I always look up on YouTube and watch first-hand videos of it, and then I go, that's intense. Yeah, it's, yeah. 9-11's fucking intense. Yeah. And I'm a goofy person. I don't handle intense well. I just go, I better get drunk. Yeah, I gotta, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the drone program gets more and more um, popular in the, uh, you know, quiet part of the military sure the black ops part um they start training a lot actually the cia trained more uh drone pilots than aircraft pilots around this time oh and so that also makes sense also to bring up drones are unmanned in the sense of the actual device that goes out the actual flying craft it's being controlled remotely by somebody elsewhere and they're called uavs unmanned aerial vehicles yeah and when you think of the drone that your obnoxious neighbor has, yeah. and he flies it over your backyard. and Think of that. Well, that's small and fun times. Predator drones are, eh, they're like the size of a small ship. Well, yeah, they're but I mean, airplane. think of that in the sense of that's how they're being controlled. Yes, they rem- have a, remotely. They have a little controller. I'm they, sure it's they actually pretty do complex. Have a, it's actually a joystick. Yeah. 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 It's actually a joystick. It's easier. Um, yeah. It's a... Uh, it's a lot of fun. Well, they create a paramilitary operation in Pakistan to kill the 9-11 guys and hunt down bin Laden. So they start arming the predators. And uh, the early project of this is pretty dismal. Like, there's quotes that I found of early drone operators saying that they thought they had a lock on a guy and they think he's the guy and they shoot it and they kill a school full of kids. Really? <laughs> and it's just... So the technology might not have been... The bodies in the rubble and go, oh, fuck. Jesus. It's pretty haunting. They get a little better. But there was a lot of public criticism about them. They called them Nintendo Warriors. Oh, really? And uh, everybody said it was a cowardly tactic and then maybe it was illegal because it's not technically a war zone. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. If you're our age, that's a whole... The, the whole earth is a war zone to the American government. We do whatever the fuck we want wherever. Yeah. What? Well, quick history uh, and fun fact of the drone, uh, it is attributed to a guy named Reginald Denny, who in the 40s developed the first uh, unmanned little plane for his company called the Radio Plane. 
Oh, that's cool. And in 1945, the military PR director for Hollywood named Ronald Reagan... Oh, shit. ...took a picture, uh, a promotional picture, of a young woman who worked on the factory line at Radio Plane named Norma Jean Mortensen. Whoa. Later known as Marilyn Monroe. That's why they picked her for the promotional picture. They're like, oh, look at that one. She works here. Bring her over here. Hey. Hey. And JFK is like, who's that? A drone me. Come drone me. So cool. Like, what a it's whole... It's fucking wild. Yeah. You can look up that picture. It's right before she starts becoming like a model. Yeah. Yeah. She... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to drone you. <laughs> Well, after 9-11, the FBI find out that these uh, hijackers did worship at Anwar's mosques when he was at both of them. Jesus. So they pay him a visit. Uh, they can't learn anything, really, and he's, you know, he talks about how he loves America and whatever, so nothing's concluded. Right. Well, he hits the circuit, man. Uh, he becomes the fucking Muslim guy if you want a quote from a Muslim guy on the news. So, okay. So he, you can look up, he's on... CNN and the Washington Post and all this shit where he, like, on news panels, he's the Muslim. So you can find him on, like, if you go YouTube, yeah, you'll find him on all these news. Yeah, where he does, like, back and forth about, because he, obviously, he doesn't think 9-11 was cool. He's not for violent jihad, and he thinks that American Muslims should be the bridge between Middle Eastern Muslims, and they need to get on the same page. Okay, that's what that's he's what portraying he's saying. through. Yeah. Okay. And he becomes very popular because, yeah, he's a good talker. And he seems very American, but he also has the beard and the robes and whatnot. I wonder if I've seen him now. Now I want to Google his face. You probably have. Yeah. Yeah, he's like the guy, if you were watching CNN back then, to get a take on an American Muslim. Um, But he did also say some shit that people didn't want to hear. Like, yeah, well, 9-11 was bad, but Israel's bad too. And maybe... We should stop fighting wars over there. So he, he said some stuff that wasn't entirely nice. Yeah. Well, um, he, uh, let's see, he fucking loves this attention. He didn't own a TV before this, but once he started getting on news, he went and bought a TV so he could watch himself on it. Of course, yeah. <laughs> While he's listening to his CDs and watching him. Listening to himself. like He's got four CDs playing at once and watching them. God, I am so good. Jerking off. He's just jerking like, off. Me. Me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm the best Muslim. Yeah. Well, there is a video that you can look up from the Washington Post from 2001 where they follow him around during Ramadan to portray him as the American Muslim. And he comes off nice, gentle and soft-spoken. He holds his kids, and it's cute. And there's a quote from him where he's like, there's always this association between Islam and terrorism when that is not true at all. I mean, Islam is a religion of peace. Oh, boy. And told. this is the part that kind of sucks because when you try to have a conversation with a moron about mm-hmm. being, you know, giving equal rights and being open to other people's differences and whatnot, and then they point at someone like this, and you're like, yeah, it's true. I can also point at other people mm-hmm. in other religions that sucked and said things that they should have, you know, that yeah. seemed good, and then they went and did shitty things. And that just kind of helps that argument, unfortunately. But yeah, but unfortunately, it's also. I mean, it's just what it is. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna run into those assholes who mm-hmm. who do that shit. You're an asshole. You're an asshole. Yes, 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 yes. Well, in October of 2001, right after 9/11, there's uh, Operation Green Quest, which you can look up. It's just an interagency investigation that is trying to figure out what the fuck happened. How did we fuck this up? They're looking for terror cells and American funding and American Muslims who support terrorism and all this shit. 
they they don't find any of that. So they're trying to find out how 9-11... They're, they're trying to hunt down... Yeah, they're trying to find Al-Qaeda in America. Okay. Because uh, the assumption is that it's there. If you remember from that time, all the talk about terror cells, they're everywhere. There's terror cells. There's, in every suburban area, there's a house full of Muslim men who want to kill you. I must have not been aware of this at all. That was a big thing. Uh, but they never found any, because yeah. it's not what happened. Al-Qaeda right. is... Yeah. 9-11 just fucking barely worked. Well, this, actually, all this public attention creates, you know, if you're a Muslim in America, it sucked. Your coworkers and your friends and your neighbors were suddenly very suspicious of you. And there was an open, like, see something, say something report line that you could call. And people were calling in their neighbors. Like, old ladies were like, oh, the guy across the street's brown and I don't know. And yeah, really, he's Venezuelan and, no, you know. Has no idea about it, yeah. No. So all this bad attention, people are, like, Muslims were losing their jobs, and everybody was accused of being a terrorist, just constant finger-pointing. Um, Anwar gets pretty pissed off, and his speeches start getting more uh, fiery. More like, this is not a war on terror, this is a war on Islam. You guys are being dicks. Yeah. And he's not wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, at the time. Um, well, in December of 2001, an escort... Uh, revealed that, like a prostitute, revealed that during Ramadan, in which Muslims abstain from sex, Anwar paid $220 to this young woman for a blowjob in a Marriott hotel. Hmm. While his wife and kids are at home, um, you're an asshole. Yeah. You're an asshole. And the FBI uh, found this information because they started tailing him, wondering about his FB or his 9-11 involvement. And they didn't find 9-11 involvement so much as they found a lot of fucking hookers. Really? A ton. Um, the hookers seen that, said that he was nice. He liked the usual stuff. Other than that, he, he did yell, Admiral Akbar! Whenever he got off. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap on your pussy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the FBI sort of inconclusive. They're like, I, I don't know. Was he into 9-11 shit? I don't know. We can't tell. But there are a lot of hookers. So a manager of an escort service uh, that Anwar uses called Anwar and said, hey, the FBI has been questioning me and the girls a lot. Yeah. Um, you're a devoted client, so I'm just letting you know. And the little bitch runs. Where, um, where does he go? He goes to England. Hmm. So he had a pre-planned lecture tour in England, and he just followed through with that and just never went back to America. Weird, okay. So his uh, brother, Amar, uh, Amar is a lot more like his dad, Nasser. Amar is very cool, very regular guy, got educated in America, and went back to Yemen to do his thing. But he said that on the day that Anwar left, Anwar was just pale and terrified, and he didn't know what the deal was. Really, Anwar realized that his hooker fucking is catching up to him. Yeah. And the U.S. government is putting some pressure on him for 9-11 stuff, and he's like, well, they could release this information and kill my career. They could threaten to blackmail me and turn me into some kind of informant. Yeah. So he took off for England. <clears throat> Did he leave his, his wife and child? No, he moved his family to his dad's house in, in Sana, Yemen. So, so I'm assuming his wife doesn't know that he's been no. hanging out with hookers. Nope. Okay. Nobody knows except him and the FBI hmm. and that escort manager. Um, well, yeah, he goes through London, and the Muslim population in London is a little bit more radicalized than in America, where they, jihad is like, they just, they just talk about it casually. Really? Wow. And, and he's pissed off at America for everything that's come up to this point. As far as I'm concerned, he's mostly pissed off about being caught 
fucking hookers. Right. So his talk becomes even more and more kill America. Really? Kind of shit. Yeah. This is the guy who only a few years earlier was the guy on CNN talking about being the bridge. Peaceful. Yeah. Uh, Wild fucking hookers on the side. But in England, he gives a bunch of tours. He actually has one lecture that is 16 hours long. Jesus. Called The Book of Jihad. And it's about how jihad is the most beloved by Allah. And that it's every Muslim's duty to practice jihad and to never trust the kufar. What the Uh, fuck's a kufar? It's just a non-Muslim. So he's like, don't trust anyone who's not a Muslim. So what is jihad then exactly in the sense of... Jihad just means struggle. The practice. Okay. And... Like the traditional sense of jihad is it's a jihad to uh, maintain your morality, maintain your... Like not fucking hookers? Like not fuck hookers or struggle against uh, faith or struggle with maintaining your job or being a good person. Because to me, jihad synonymous with terrorism. Violence. Yeah. yeah. So jihad has been used to say it's struggle to make uh, Islam the only religion. And that means kill anyone who gets in your way. Shitty. So it's misinterpreted from the traditional Muslim view is that jihad just means I'm working on being a better Muslim. I'm working on making the world more Islamic centered, but it's not violent. This is how it goes with all extremists is that exactly something was one way and then the extremists took it to an extreme and uh, made it shitty. And then, yeah. yeah. So that's what he's doing. Uh, One quote from this lecture tour is, when one is dealing with tolerance, usually the party that is asked to be tolerant is the party that's in power or in control. However, when a people are suffering and oppressed, it's not easy, and it doesn't even make a lot of sense to bring up the issue of tolerance. So he's done fucking with non-Muslims. Wow, okay. He's done. What's the what's the year time frame right now when he's doing all this, this in England? Two thousand three to two thousand five. Still, still relatively after new after nine uh, eleven. Yeah, people are still ter- terrified of terrorism. Yeah, yeah, terrified of terrorism. Yeah, <laughs> I guess what it's designed to do. Yeah, um, he does start his lectures with a disclaimer that violent jihad is wrong, but people who attended it did say that that was kind of like a like a winky yeah. tongue in cheek kind of thing. Um, some don't uh, go blow up other people. <laughs> don't go do it. <laughs> you know, like uh, I wouldn't recommend that you kill everyone. <laughs> yeah. Don't go into uh, this building at this time frame at this time and with this with these materials and kill everybody in there. I mean, don't do that. <laughs> okay, don't do it. <laughs> if yeah. I get sued, I'm gonna call my dad. Yeah, Daddy, bail me out of jail and you... send hookers. <laughs> Well, there is a bombing in England uh, on July the 7th of 2005 where 58 people died. It was on a bus, and the assholes who committed that did go to his lectures. Yeah. Um, He also talked about the difference between suicide, which is technically not allowed in Islam, but self-sacrifice, which leads to jana, and jana is just that paradise they always talk about. Yeah. Uh, That's okay. So. so kill yourself to harm other people is fine. Don't just do it like alone in your own room. Yeah, you with pills or whatever. You can't. Yeah, you you can't put on a uh, uh, a Joy Division album and hang yourself, but you can take out blow other people up a coffee you. shop. Yeah. That's totally cool. Yeah, as long as it's a Nora Jones CD playing over in the coffee shop. 
Nora Jones. Yeah, as long as it's not something depressing. Oh, okay. Yeah. Has to be soft jazz. Or, you know, as a, my tea's gone soft, I'm wondering why. <laughs> Dear Slim, I don't have a sound of, I don't have I do want to hang myself when I hear that song. <laughs> I, might, I kind of want to hang myself right now. <laughs> um. Well, I, I did, I was looking up, like, you know, back then there was all that talk about killing yourself leads to a bunch of virgins. Yeah, yeah, 40-something virgins, whatever. That is not even close to, what like, they teach. even even Anwar didn't talk about that shit. I, I, I have no idea where was, that comes from. I thought that was always kind of like a, not urban legend, but kind of a... I think, yeah. Whatever the word is, yeah. Just fake shit somebody made up. Yeah. Um... But in my research for that, just in case you were curious, um, according to Islam, the jinn go straight to hell. The jinn? Yeah, the jinn. What are the jinn? Did I miss something? Oh, this is fun. In Islam, humans, according to Allah, are made out of dirt and like mass. Sure. Allah also made a a species of people that were made out of fire or the essence of fire. Okay. and, And they're called the jinn. Oh, uh, the jinn. Is this direct from Ginny? Yeah, that's what genies are. Oh. And this shit is straight out of the Quran. So when you tell a Muslim person you have a ghost in your house, they're like, no, it's just the jinn. They actually believe in that shit. I read a book called uh, The Golem and the Ginny, and uh, the golem is earth-made, right? And yeah. the Ginny is yeah. the genie. Which is fun. A, a golem is uh, from, uh, uh, fuck, I can't, Jewish the Ka- the Ka- the Kabbalah talks about how to make a golem. Wow, weird. So so that's just a metaphor for Al- Palestine and Israel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's fucking weird. Well, apparently the jinn uh, don't get a choice and they just go right to hell. Yeah, fuck them. They're ghosts for whatever anyway. reason. It's, the jinn is weird because they're like a whole species of people who could see us, but we can't see them, and they do what we do. They have, like, jobs and shit. <laughs> They're like, I'm going to go to work. But I'm going to go to hell, yes. according to the book. So, why? sorry, I missed it. Why did you bring up the Jin Ghost? Yeah, it's just random. Oh, like, okay. I just ran into that in my research when I was like, what's the deal with this virgin shit and going to hell and going to heaven, and what is it? I just found that... They, Jin don't get they, a chance. They, they, don't they, go to... get the, they just go to hell. Oh, good thing we don't even know. We don't so even know them. If there are any Jin who can hear me right now, Ghost Jin in the in the room, or maybe a uh, Ghost Jin who subscribes to the show, hey, keep listening. But you're going to hell. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's not that's not us. That's the it's, it's Allah. Yeah, it's all his world. Does it ever say why that they just do? They just suck. I don't know like where just born the, to go to hell. The Jin comes from. I don't know what the point of that is in their mythology. Yeah, I have no fucking. It almost feels like it's just an explanation for ghosts. Okay, like oh. Something weird they're happened in my demons, house. Maybe, like, but oh, they're no. fire guys. <laughs> oh, okay. What happens? They go to hell. Cool. All right. Write it down. Hey, Put right. it in the book. <laughs> this, this feels important. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <clears throat> he uh, just kind of like all rich kids, just kind of keeps being a little bit bratty as time goes on and giving more inflammatory talks. Um, just like Bin Laden's declaration of war kind of looked appealing to young kids he just pulls in young impressionable dudes and starts talking about jihad to him and he's just more into that shit. well his dad doesn't like this shit so he's like do some come back to yemen oh so his dad's aware he's doing this and he's like yeah nasser yeah and he's like look uh i'm gonna give you some more money for another real estate investment i have found some guys with and and was like okay gives him some money uh loses it all uh investment doesn't work 
Um, he tries to create a Yemen-based religious TV show where he's the host. Doesn't work. He's an idiot. Nobody, yeah. Nobody's into it. Lost all his money for that. Tried to open a language school to teach English in Yemen. Uh, no, didn't didn't take. That didn't go either. Lost that seems all, like that should be a pretty shoe in if you're like lost all his dad's money in the investment in that. Oh man, uh, idiot. Yeah, asshole. And yeah, like it, it, it should work. Yeah, you prick. Well, especially if he's already charismatic, he seems to already have a following. Like yeah, people like him. I don't know. He's just that much of an idiot. Yeah. Well, part of me is also like. I don't know. NASA, quit giving him money. I mean, distract him by bringing him back. That's Try. cool. But I like Nasser. Didn't work. Nasser's cool. I feel bad for him because he had a shitty fucking son, it sounds like. And so much of that is like when you're rich and so you're smart and you figure stuff out and then you have a kid who's just interminably a brat. Yeah. Can't stop him. Yeah. Like Justin Bieber. Ugh. Actually, his he, he grew up poor. That's a bad metaphor. Who, Justin did? Yeah. He did? Yeah, he grew up poor. Hmm. Uh. He's self-made. I don't think he grew up poor. American dream. He's Canadian, too, I think. Yeah, he is Canadian. <laughs> Fucking hate him and Peter. <laughs> I love Peter. Go eat your poutine. <laughs> Just kidding, guys. Still bitter. Go go, Gord Downey. I'm a pretty big fan. <laughs> Tragically hip. Anyway, well, he gets word from Scotland Yard that the Americans are trying to get him. So Scotland Yard is trying to arrest him to turn him over to the FBI. Because the FBI don't want to hear that he's giving these talks, and they want to know about him inciting violence. Yeah. So, like any other little bitch, he runs Ran. away again. Mm. So he goes to Yemen, and after this, he never leaves Yemen. He, uh, one quote I have is that he says, These Western devils won't let me influence people to suicide. Dad! Yeah. So he runs back to Yemen. Um, which is like his family's ancestral place. They have like a whole tribe over there. And it sucks. The unemployment rate in Yemen then, and I believe now, is somewhere in 80%. Yeah. They had an oil Jesus. reserve that dried up. And I think any good oil reserve they have over there is owned by Saudi Arabia. Yeah. So it sucks. It's a good breeding ground for pissed off, uh, disenfranchised people. Yeah. And uh, he spends hours and hours and hours, according to his family, reading the Quran and the Hadith because he's trying to find a justification for violent jihad. Which is weird because it seems like all the points to like don't do that. It more yeah. Like, I mean, peaceful. There is a lot of violence in the Quran. Yeah. Because uh, Muhammad was trying to get himself established in the face of, you know, persecution. Um, but I don't think that translates to being an asshole now. Most Muslims don't believe. Well, that. I think it's it's the same idea, right? Is you can find a lot of violence in the Bible, but that's not what the Bible's overall trying to teach, right? <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of, like, peace talk and stuff, but then there's also yeah. people killing other people. And, and really, uh, yeah, Islam is more just about creating a stable community, not about killing everybody who doesn't agree with you. Yeah. It's not realistic. But he decided that it does. Yeah. Way to go. Um, I think he's just trying to justify revenge for the West not allowing him to do whatever the fuck he feels like. Prostitutes. Which is pretty stupid. Like, what a little fucker. Yeah, he's just a little prick a little bitch he's a know-it-all little bitch who just keeps running every time there's a problem in america he could have just owned up to it yeah been like you know what i fucked up i fucked up a hooker i'm yeah. not i'm not strong but i'm trying to be strong and everybody would clap that's america yeah they would give him a second chance but instead he just runs away and then throws a tantrum yeah why won't they let me daddy daddy yeah, yeah. i put in my notes 
uh, and I was drunk when I wrote this, bear with me, he was radicalized the way Billy from Stranger Things is an asshole. <laughs> I.e., he's already an asshole, but then the Demogorgon possessed him. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. I think, I, I, I think that works. And you know, it's funny you, you bring this up because... So I watched the first season. I watched the second season mm-hmm. of Stranger Things. <clears throat> I watched most of the second season. Yeah. I am watching the third season. However, what you just oh. said, I had gone into the room when my wife was watching it, and I oh. saw a scene with what you're talking about. I was like, "Oh shit! I should. I gotta s- catch up." I should have said spoiler alert. But oh, you're good. Stranger Things. This won't be coming out for another season three. Is fucking great. Yeah, it I is know. really really good. I sat down and started watching it mid fucking oh, episode, and I don't normally do that. I know, right? There's something about that show that pulls you in. They, they did uh, anyway they do such oh, a good job but that's a great analogy that you made there <laughs> he Which, already sucks he's already a little bitch right and then he got and then possessed. He, he gets worse <laughs> yeah. the demogorgon possessed him yeah. he's in the upside down now because yemen sucks balls yeah i mean nasser's there trying to make it better and anwar is not making it better anwar's a little fucker a little fucking prick um, well, there is a congressional joint inquiry into 9-11 in, uh, in 2003 that mentions a mysterious imam who had some contact with the 9-11 hijackers. So they are getting closer and closer. The FBI is getting closer and closer to being like, what is Anwar? Yeah. Is he, is he actually inspiring 9-11 or is he just, does he just run his mouth? Yeah. So they're getting closer to that. Well, at this time, when that report comes out, Anwar is like publicly known as the guy who was on CNN and the guy who probably helped 9-11. Shit. <clears throat> and there's a bunch of news about that you can read at the time, which is kind of cool. The U.S. News and World Report magazine called him a skirt-chasing mullah. <laughs> What's a mullah? A mullah is just a, a, a like a Muslim scholar. Oh. Because all the prostitute stuff started, chasing started coming out. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. So they, it is now being released that he's a... Uh... The FBI is letting it out now. They're like, fine. Fuck you then. Yeah. Let it... This happened. So D- what is, does D-dead. he respond back at all or anything? Never. He never admits to anything. Yeah. No. He says it's all fake. Yeah. It's not fake. Yeah. Dickhead. Uh, well, in 2005, he released one of his more important lectures called The Constants of the Path of Jihad, which is just more what you think it is. Uh, it's He talks about what constants and variables are in religion and how there are some things are religious and some things are not. And But anyway, in it's Islam... It's a good way to justify stuff. Look, let me explain to you what the rules are and when it's okay to break them. Yeah, when I tell you it is. Yeah, this is the variable. And he said that a constant for true Islam is jihad, as in fighting everyone until they submit to... Why couldn't this guy just go and hang out with his dad who seems like a cool chap and just hang out with him for the rest of his life instead of hanging out with whatever he's doing? Use your hydrology degree and make Yemen better. Because it doesn't have to be a shithole. It's a shithole because you're a brat. Fucking don't even go back to Yemen. I don't even care. Stay in America. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah, and try too. to uh... Whatever, dude. Sell your stupid DVDs yeah. of your talks. Because he loves the attention. I bet he would have done that and died a millionaire, but he couldn't stop fucking hookers. And yeah. instead of like owning up to it, he just ran. He could have been that Muslim. He could have been the ran. Muslim version of who's that guy that's on TV that's old as fuck now and he barely open his eyes and he talks about Jesus Whoop. Christ and I can feel Jesus Christ and send us some money. Wilford Brimley. Is that who it is? No. Oh. <laughs> yeah, those millionaire guys who are talking about Falwell. TV evangelists. 
that are just just pricks rolling in the money and they actually that's a good point yeah what muslim or what islam needs is those guys with the mega churches yeah there you go makes them popular everybody goes to a football game yeah fuck yeah that's america <laughs> that's what they need <laughs> well this is a fun part of the story there's a guy uh named morton storm just apparently his real name jesus yeah what a, what a name he is uh from denmark and he's a former member of the biker game the banditos who went to prison and converted to Islam. Mm. And because he's a biker kind of guy, he's into violence, and he converts to violent Islam. Damn. Moves down to Yemen, joins Al-Qaeda, and he wrote a book about it called Agent Storm. Did you say he was he was an American? No, he's Danish. Okay. Yeah, he's from Denmark. But he goes down there, and he's this huge white guy who's violent, and Al-Qaeda's like, fuck yeah, that's awesome, let's use him. So he hooks up with Anwar and becomes one of Anwar's associates. Okay. And according to him, uh, Anwar did tell him that 9-11 was fine, it was justified, it was cool. Jesus. So that's what Morton says about it. Uh, Morton comes up later, but around this time, Anwar takes a second wife. His first wife is not happy about that. I was going to say, that's not normal, right? He doesn't care. Is that normal Muslim practice, take out multiple wives? I don't think it's necessary but it's not crazy in like traditional areas like tribal yemen okay i don't think it's crazy but his first wife is americanized she's like what the fuck is this did she not leave him i don't just she kind of does she sort of stays with nasser and sana while anwar goes deeper and deeper into the woods yeah. of yemen well i shouldn't say woods it's a fucking desert but yeah he just keeps running his whole life he just runs from shit yeah He's a little baby. Um, well, by 2006, he is arrested uh, by the Yemeni, Yemeni authorities. Um, mostly, everybody believes it's because they were trying to appease America. The president of Yemen is an idiot and just kind of does what America tells him to. So everybody thinks that he was probably arrested because the Yemenis wanted to turn him over to America or maybe the America asked them to. Either way, he ends up spending 18 months in solitary confinement. Whoa. He's just alone for 18 months. Like full-on solitary confinement? Like what you... As far as I know. Oh, I mean, that's some... maybe talking to the guard occasionally. Yeah. But everything I could read, he went out of his fucking mind. That's what happens, yeah. Yeah. And read a bun about a bunch of old uh, uh, Muslim martyrs who died for different things in prison and stuff and compared himself to them. And he also read Moby Dick, but he didn't like it, so I don't trust him. Yeah, fuck him, man. Um, he loved 1984 though. He said it was the same as the treatment that the Muslims get, hmm. which it's not even close. No. Dipshit. Yeah. It's just everything to him is about Muslims being, yeah. but it's not Muslims. It's him. Yeah. Everything is about him being persecuted. I don't get what I want. Ugh. There's no hookers in solitary <laughs> confinement. I keep telling them who my dad is and to bring me a hooker and they say no. I hope his dad at this point is just kind of like, I mean, kind of put yourself there. I'm not letting, I'm not going to even try. I wish. Nasser's just, I think his heart is too big. Yeah. He kind of sticks with him forever. But Bummer. American authorities at this point, they're kind of like, uh, you. we could actually item him and release him, but we don't have specific charges because we can't prove he's done anything. So just keep him in there for now. Whatever. So he gets released, and he's just even more pissed off than he was before. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, Obama is elected in 2008. Obama, uh, if everybody remembers, is super not into torture, not into killing terrorists. He's a lawyer and a pragmatist. He's really more into like, let's let's get this done. Cal Diplomatically. Calculated. Yeah. Yeah. 
And the CIA comes to him and says, you know, Bush has been working on this drone thing. It's quiet. It's, uh, it's not publicly acknowledged yet. Maybe you're into it. So Obama ran on the platform that he was going to get rid of Guantanamo Bay and torture, saying that they're un-American. Unfortunately, he didn't get rid of it fully, but he did free... He tried. He free, free he tried some a bunch. of the people. Yeah. Well, ones that we knew for sure were innocent. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more, but there's only so Fuck. much... And I don't even know. Red it's, tape fucking shit. It's garbage. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. And the funny thing is that he, he framed it perfectly by saying that, that torture and Guantanamo Bay are recruitment tools for terrorist groups. Yeah. Not... Acknowledging that drone strikes might be. He doesn't really... Hmm. Eh. He fucking loves drones. Obama does. Yeah. Barry Obama's loves the drones. In fact, he uses personal drones in the White House, you know, in case he needs to refill his coffee or get his, <laughs> his Fuji CD. <laughs> Flies it over there. And he's got a little arm that just, just picks it up. and <laughs> Flying through the hallways, and they're like, fuck! <laughs> Get down, just papers and everything flying around as people dive out of the way. And he's got a he's got a walkie-talkie duct tape to it, so so it goes by. It's just like sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. It's cool. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's that's Obama. He fucking loves drones. I did not know he liked drones. He loves drones. To him, it's like efficient. You know, if you have a target, you kill him. No American uh, soldiers are exposed. You know, say, there's no the bad whole... PR. Uh, it's quiet, but yeah, I don't know. Drone warfare is cowardly to me. I don't think it's cowardly, but I think it's uh, I don't think it's cowardly at all. Actually, I just think uh, it's not great because it in the wrong hands uh, and you don't know what's going on. People know. can use it for whatever they want, and that's not a that's not okay. If it's someone that's bad, I don't care how you kill them. I don't, uh, I don't like it. I mean, I I use that yeah. pretty loosely because I don't really like even the death penalty. But when it comes to this guy might... Anwar? Yeah. Not Anwar, even himself, because I don't know. So far, we haven't gotten to anything that's so damn well, to the point of, like, yes, he's directly involved in 9-11. Yeah. And I'm not on a jury to be able to make these kind of decisions. I'm not smart enough for that kind but of that's, shit. But that's the important point that you bring up. Jury. There's no jury in a drone strike. You yeah, just... That's true. You have the guys flying it, and they have high-tech cameras, but they're like, yeah, that looks like the guy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. My, I guess my oh, thing shit, is... shit, that's a group of kids. I'm on that line of, like, I don't believe in the death penalty, but I also think all is fair in love and war kind of a thing. Yeah. So, if... I mean, so you, you, war, I don't know. That's you, you would drone strike your wife? Well, yeah, in love. <laughs> all right. No. I drone strike her all the time. Because <laughs> she doesn't see it coming. <laughs> Surprise, bitch! Ah! I drone ya! Like, oh, God, he keeps droning me. <laughs> Got cameras all attached to me and everything. Yeah. I'm the drone. She just hears from the room like. <laughs> <laughs> it's my voice too. I actually yeah. make the noise. No oh, fuck! Here he comes. Uh, no, that's that's complicated. <laughs> that's complicated shit, and I'm not smart enough to. F- f- no one should listen to my opinion on any of that shit. Yeah, I got a bunch of opinions on it too, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, in 2008, uh, Anwar can't not get attention so he starts www.anwaralawlaki.com he got his own domain main name it doesn't exist anymore so you don't need to look it up but it's just his adorable little blog um he's blogging it's mostly homoerotic stuff about jeff goldblum and milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard brings jeff goldblum to my yard nah it's just terrorist shit yeah it's just straight up terrorist shit now was it like full on he's full blown he's when he gets out of prison He's full kill America now. Yeah. 
he full. Um, and he's constantly like followed and uh, surveilled by the Yemeni uh, people. And he just keeps running away. He just keeps going further and further into the weird Al-Qaeda-owned desert. So Al-Qaeda obviously exists. I mean, they that's what 9-11, all that stuff. So is he actually already making contact with them at this point? Or? Yeah. So Al-Qaeda was mostly in like Afghanistan and Pakistan. And with the war that we started over there after 9-11, they started sparsing out. And there was a new Al-Qaeda branch that sprung up in Yemen. And they actually called it ACAP, which is like the Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula. Okay, it's an acronym, yeah. Yeah. And so they are deep in the desert over there. And he is just, he knows some people from over there. He may or may not be a member. And he just keeps getting deeper and deeper in their territory. Okay. The more he runs. Because that's what he does. He runs. Yep. Yeah. I never run from nothing but the police. Northside Long Beach. Well, YouTube happens. (laughs) YouTube happens now. Oh, shit, yeah. And uh, he starts putting his talks on YouTube. People love it. He's He's just getting lots of uh, views. Fucking huge. And uh, he starts wearing camouflage in his videos and holding a gun, which is adorable and ludicrous because he's never shot a gun, I don't think. Um, Which is a lot like me in high school when I used to wear, like, goth gear. Just silly, scared little boy just trying way too hard. So he used to be on, like, CNN or whatever with, like, in a suit talking to people. (laughs) And now he's on, like, a sketchy YouTube-looking shit. Yeah. And holding a gun and being like... Kill Kill the Americans. That's so weird. You know what they would let me do? Whatever I felt like. Kill them. It's so crazy that he just flipped from, like... It didn't really take that long. And maybe it wasn't flipped. Maybe he always had these kind of mentalities, and then it just finally came out, but... I read a lot of stuff that that might be the case. Could be one one or the other, right? Either way. Yeah. They Mm. couldn't prove it. Um, Well, now, I mean, little, silly little babies in their diapers can Google Jihad and find him, um... Which, in my opinion, is the same way they find um, the Marine Corps or joining the Bloods or Crips. That's I think crazy, dude. Being jihad is just being a young man who's angry and needing definition. Yeah. So you join the army or a gang or whatever. Skinheads or whatever. Whatever. Whatever, whatever really reaches out to you first or however you find them. Whatever. Seems like. So if you're Muslim... You look into some of that stuff, and you see Anwar, and he's speaking your language. And you're like, cool, yeah, I'm pissed off and angry, too. Let's go. Yeah. Let's kill some white people. Yeah. Let's kill some white people, which I like in general, but not in this context. Yeah. Well, not in this context. You might want to either go into more detail. You can leave that like that. Okay. I'll leave it hanging. Oh, boy. I'm going to hang it out there. (laughs) Well, so this is where we believe he is actually doing some real things <clears throat> there's a guy named nadal hassan who i'm not saying right but nadal is the guy who's behind the fort hood texas shooting okay yeah and he is in the military he is muslim and he is also a prick and he starts uh emailing anwar for advice on jihad and what their exchange is is not entirely exposed but what ends up happening is he kills 13 people in uh in a military facility, and at his trial does admit to being influenced by Anwar by name. Wow. There's another asshole named Umar Farouk Abdullah Matabla. Sure. Yep. Not going to say that right, because fuck him. Uh. He physically met with Anwar uh, and an Al-Qaeda bomb maker named Ibrahim uh, al-Asiri. Al-Asiri is a bomb maker who's trying to make bombs that can't be detected by a metal detector. 
so they can get them on planes and shit. So they're yeah, they're using specific materials so that way. It's... it's like some kind of plastic chemical bomb. Yeah. Where it's like you have a, a chemical that you keep in a plastic bag, and then you have another chemical in a syringe. And when you put those two chemicals together, they make an explosion. Hmm. So that way nothing is detected in a bomb detector or whatever, metal detector. Sure. So this asshole, asshole Umar uh, meets physically with Anwar and this bomb maker. And Anwar... Where do they meet? They're not meeting. It's in Yemen. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he convinces him to put on a pair of underwear that is a bomb. Oh, my God. So he's going to do it. He's going to do a suicide bombing style. That's the plan. Fuck. He gets on a plane. Good. Anwar tells him, don't detonate until you're over American soil. That was very important to the FBI file. Yeah. And it was actually over Detroit on Christmas Day in 2009. I don't remember this one. It's called the Christmas Day underwear bomber, is what they call him. I thought they caught the underwear bomber. It ends hilarious. Okay, so... Because he's so nervous that he fucks up the syringe in his underwear, and he lights on fire in my opinion, blows his dick off and it just starts a fire and everyone on the plane is like, what What happened? Like, when they landed, they thought it was a firework that went off on accident. Like, nothing actually happened oh, except God. his dick lit on fire. Oh, that's that's the best. Dude, that's, that's like the best outcome ever. It really is. A fucking idiot who's trying to hurt other people ends up lighting his own penis on fire. Fuck him. And everybody else is fine being like, whoa, we gotta get this out. What just ha- what happened? That's, so what happened to... Is, that's not terrorism. That's pathetic. Did Whatever he live? Yeah, he's in prison. Okay. Yeah, and he admitted to all that. He met with Anwar, got the bomb. So now the U.S. government is like, this asshole's doing... He's actually doing... He's, he's trying he's to attack more us. More than talking. Yeah. Um, another fun thing is that both these individuals are uh, virgins, and uh, you can see online... Especially now. Oh, that guy's they, definitely going to be a virgin. He's... <laughs> Dick doesn't. Nobody wants his little crisp burnt <laughs> dick. A little fucker. <laughs> yeah, I hope. I hope you get a boyfriend in prison and you can't fuck him. <laughs> your stupid little dick doesn't work. Yeah. Um, he's also apparently inspired a guy named Carlos Bledsoe, who is thought to have met with him. That's not proven, but uh, Bledsoe ends up shooting up an army military recruitment center in Little Rock. Jesus. In two thousand nine, uh, there's another kid named Zachary Chesser. Who has an online blog who finds Anwar and starts talking to him over the email and converts to Islam. Um, Zachary Chesser ends up threatening Matt Stone and Trey Parker for depicting Muhammad on their show. Really? Oh, shit. Yeah. So what did they say about it? Did they ever come out and say anything about it? I don't know if they commented, but uh, Zachary Chesser got arrested trying to board a plane to go join... Uh, Al Shabaab, which is another terrorist group in Africa. So they just captured him before he was able to. So before anything it happened. sounds like the government's and he's c- in prison, keeping so. an eye on some stuff. They're able to. Uh, I mean, honestly, under Obama, they locked that shit down. That's good. Yeah, I don't agree with everything Obama did, but yeah, sure, yeah, we didn't have any major terrorist attacks after him. Yeah, fucking a. There's actually one creepy quote I read from him where he said, "Apparently, I'm good at killing people." That's what Obama said. Yeah. Damn. He told his assistant that and he wasn't happy, but he's like. Fuck, dude. I'm good at it. I'm good at killing people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Someone's got to be in. Someone's, Someone's got to kill people. Well, of the list Jesus. of people that are influenced directly or uh, supposedly influenced by Aulaki who did terrorist plots or tried to do terrorist plots, I'm not going to go into all of them, but you've got uh, Najabula Zazi. He's a real guy. Uh, Michael C. Finton. Uh, James Harden. <laughs> Roshahana Chowdhury, 
Sharif Mobley, Paul Dano, <laughs> Paul Rockwood, Mata Siahu. <laughs> Why are you throwing in these? I'm just throwing in fake names. <laughs> Most of these are real. Muhammad Mahmoud Alessa, he's real. Uh, Carlos Eduardo Elamonte, he's real. So who are, who are these guys? These are terrorists who either committed terror or attempted to Tried and got caught. To. And these are all people who are linked to Anwar in one way or another, like met with him or emailed with him. So we got a big him. list of people who are actually communicating with. There's there's uh, Barry Bujol, uh, Tila Tequila, <laughs> uh, and Faisal Shazad. There's a list of about 15 Yeah. that everybody says... Uh, yeah, Anwar had something to do with this. Yeah. So he's more than just talking now. Well, it's, it's weird, too, because there's there's always these scenarios where it's like, there's this one guy who sucks balls, but damn, he's good at convincing other people to do shitty things. Yeah. And not only shitty things, but like risky things for those people. Like Suicide. Yeah. Well, not even, even if it's not suicide, even if it's like, yeah, if you're not going to do it, but you're... I've, I know that there's been like 10 other people that got caught, but you're going to make it, buddy. Yeah, you're the one. Yeah, so I'm like, why? Dickhead. I don't know, man. Honestly, he's got to be a good talker. Yeah, you have to be. I mean, he's got that whole lecture series. Yeah, he can't talk, but I mean like one-on-one. To convince someone to take their own life, yeah. Strap on this underwear bomb and man, get on this plane. That's insane, dude. I'm so happy he fucked that up. The only thing I can think of is you have to be gullible thinking, like, I'm going to get something. I'm going to get rewarded for this in the afterlife. And 72 virgins. And if you're that fucking stupid, you fucking deserve to get your dick lit on fire mm-hmm. and probably die. But luckily that guy's just, um, for he's, him, he's just in prison. I think yeah. it's better. I mean. Yeah, me too. Death is too easy for some people. He's got no dick and is in prison. Yeah. I just, that's his story for the rest of his life. That's just <laughs> that's your whole story, asshole. <laughs> that's what you did with your life. And he though. aggressively tries to jerk off, but there's not enough of a dick to get him there. I just think of charred... So he just cries and just pulls on this loose flesh. Charred bacon. For years. <laughs> Shriveled. <laughs> just fucking... He's like, just, please come. <laughs> and he can't get there. And he never does. And hopefully someone else is just punching him every day. They see him, on, you know. Yep. Some random guy just hits him every day. Well, and guys head. who have real dicks put it in his ass every yeah, day. There you go. Yep. This, this feels good. If you only knew. You're a virgin, right? <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> Yeah, and he's going to die a virgin, yeah. which, good. thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, he is reportedly more influential than bin Laden now for the Al-Qaeda. Shit. Because in Pakistan, Al-Qaeda just keeps getting bombed and they can't organize. But ACAP uh, over in Yemen is very effective, obviously, in getting people going. They're still, they're still moving. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, Obama physically sees... The drone program. Like, this is sort of unprecedented. Usually these types of covert programs are like a wink and a nod shit. Right. You put somebody else in charge and you're like, get this handled. Plausible, and they do it. Plausible deniability. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Obama physically signed off on every drone strike. He right. was given all the info and he gave the go you know, ahead. And at the same time, that almost sounds very Obama-like in the sense of... It does. I'm going to take responsibility for it. If it's, if it's going to be these, these yeah. acts, put my name on it. Yeah, if someone's going to die in my name, 
I'll, I'll let be, me be involved. Yeah, I'll be the one that has to answer yeah. the questions. I'll do the things, and which I am very gray area about. I know. I, I, I'm with you. I like Obama, but this isn't something I necessarily agree with. This isn't stellar to me. But at the same time, it's the funny thing is the, this is something we and you don't agree with. I feel like people who are on the other side who don't like Obama would agree with this because they see it as protection for America, and that's very important too. I mean, that's they'll find something to, us to complain too. about because he's the uh, goddamn antichrist. Well, just because he's yeah, yeah. There's a whole. Bunch he's of from stuff. Kenya. I can't believe that's, I, I, you know, that only sounds more racist that like, that's why you don't like him is because even though wait it's a, not true, wait a minute, that's you don't the, like him because he's, that's the problem. <laughs> this is a healthier case. I just love how the input, the only translation of that is he's, he's black. You, do you guys, he's, uh, do you understand that he's black? Yeah. Why am I the only one freaking out right <laughs> now? <laughs> he's black. This is the people that go like, I'm not racist. And they're the same people that are like, yeah, but he's Muslim. You know that, right? It's like, oh, oh my God. Jesus, I can't even, guys. I don't even know where to start with you. Okay. I'm going to leave now. Yeah. I'm not going to talk. War. And war. So, uh, yeah, Obama's physically signing off on all this shit. Sure. And the first strike in Yemen is not a drone, but it's done by Tomahawk missiles from ships off of the coast. And they're trying to kill an Al-Qaeda target who they actually kill is about 50 civilians. Just, was it just miscalculation kind of a thing? Yeah, they Something's just... wrong with the technology? They just fucked up. So they fucked up civilians. Mm-hmm. That sucks. And more and more people in Yemen are... That can only mean... That's that's more firepower for people who are like, now look, they're attacking us, see? Come join. That's... Come join us the whole, over yeah. at the... Because Obama kept saying, everything Bush does recruits terrorists. I won't do that. And then, and then he, immediately... Yeah. Way to go. Let so go what happened? Barry. When did America, did they, uh, when did they own up to that shit? Was it right away or did it? Oh, it took a few years. Yeah. All, all the, most of what I'm talking about here was not known at the time. And it took the New York Times. And there's also a publication in London called the uh, Journalists for something. A lot of investigative journalism is what uncovered this shit. Damn. The government doesn't so want to So they were going to keep it down until somebody oh, else they pulled could. it out. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Shitty. And, uh, you know, uh, Obama did say, okay, that civilians may die, but more will die if we don't kill the terrorists. It's not a great thing to say. It's a logical fallacy. Yeah, it's... a, it's. I I understand why someone would say that, but it's, it's a wrong. a bad sales pitch. Yeah. Yeah. It's save billions, you know, kill millions to save billions. No. The, the, the greater good kind of shit that hey, I don't... That, like if that's the case sure but that's not the case yeah barry yeah <laughs> barry bombs uh i haven't heard someone say that in a long time barry bombs <laughs> my opinion is you got a target you have a very highly advanced military go, go use that put if, a bullet in his head yeah, if you can't if you can't use the technology because it's not there and you're gonna hurt other people hey you're you're at war and i know you don't want to risk uh, military guys, but military guys sign up for that shit. Yeah, and it's an honor for them to die out there. Go put a bullet in somebody's head. That's if how you're it, gonna get rid of them. That's yeah. war. I just drone shit. It's it's just the only word that comes to my mind is cowardly. But that's just me. Yeah. Um. Well, let's see. I wrote more notes while I was drunk that don't make a lot of sense. <laughs> well, I want to know anyways. <laughs> Just something about Obama chose drone strikes over capture or assassination by troops for political reasons yeah. that we were not privy to. Yeah. Which is... That sounds accurate. Yeah. 
while al-Awlaki, on the other hand, had justified killing civilians because America is a democracy, so they're all guilty of crimes against Islam. Hmm, yeah. They're both idiots. Yeah, they're, yeah it's not very... Uh... Well, after much legal deliberation in uh, early 2010, some lawyers uh, named Barron and Letterman, our two high-end lawyers, uh, officially draft a legal reason to kill al-Awlaki. How do they do that? So, remember, Al-Laki is an American citizen, and Yemen is not a war zone. So, legally, we can't just kill him. Yeah. So, Obama says, I want to kill him. So, he doesn't want to do... Hey, this is like that. He wants a legal explanation to kill an American right. citizen. Well, this is what's nice about the uh, American laws, is that if you don't have a law, you just go create it. You just go make one. Yeah. Well... These two guys officially get Al-Laki put on the kill list, which the Obama administration Orwellianly called the disposition matrix. Well, they really wanted to. I feel like someone maybe patted themselves too hard on the back when they were. That is some dark shit. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> he patted himself on the back. They're like, check out how I named this shit, man. This is the, we don't like this guy. Well, we're going to disposition him. Matrix. Matrix. <laughs> We're going to force him to take the red pill. Neo. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. That's so baller. I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Show Obama. And Obama's <laughs> like, that's boss. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Barry. <laughs> All right. So they... And they call this Operation Troy, which they claim is just randomly choosing, uh, chosen after a city in Ohio named Troy. I, I don't buy that. No. I think there's some Trojan horse implications there. Maybe they just watched the movie. When did that come out? I don't know. <laughs> Someone's like, it was a good movie. Put that down. Like, okay. Did you see Brad Pitt in there? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Yeah. Let's kill a guy and then think about Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. I find all this to be some fucking dark shit. Like, yeah. darker than the underwear bomber's dick. Just charred. <laughs> charred That's pretty dark. Shit. gross. <laughs> it's pretty dark at this point. Well, there is some... Legal precedent for this, uh, just for some context, the who some cases that these lawyers did um, name was Tennessee versus Gardner, which is an 85 ruling that a cop can kill a suspect while they're running away, which is like mm. a cop shot a guy while he's running away, and it went to the Supreme Court, and they were like, well, if the cop truly believes the guy is running towards committing more crimes and hurting people, then the cop can shoot him. Jesus. That's... So they were like... Without Locky, he's not physically present, but we believe if we don't kill him, he will cause harm. <clears throat> they also used uh, Brandenburg versus Ohio, which is a 69 ruling, uh, which is about the First Amendment, where whether or not your free speech is protected. And uh, it pretty much says that your free speech is not protected if it is intended to incite eminent lawless action. And that's true. I agree with that because yeah, yeah, free speech isn't protected if you are trying to use it to cause to terrorist <laughs> terrorist attacks. Well, it's like it, it's like yelling fire when there's not a fire. Like people will trample each other. Yeah. So that's that's eminent threat. So they're yeah. saying that what Al Laki's uh, lectures are doing is causing eminent threat. Yeah. Well, he's direct. Mm. If he's directly telling people to yeah. Uh, not bomb themselves not, and kill other people. He's th th They're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There's also another little tidbit that I couldn't prove about an American citizen named Gaetano Garrido, who apparently fought for Italy during World War II. And there was some talk in the military about, can we kill this guy? Because he's an American citizen. 
And it was decided in a war zone, yeah, you can kill an American citizen if it's in a war if zone. it's war. So combining all of this shit and the implications they have of him influencing these other terrorists, they're like, yeah, we can kill Olaki. Real quick, why did they want to kill this Italian guy in World War II? He was fighting for the Italians. Oh, okay. So he was on the Italian front, and there was some talk at the time of, can we kill him? I see. And, yeah, they decided, yeah, we can. Okay. Which I think is what, yeah, we, we killed him. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it, yeah, he's dead now. That, or he died. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, Congress goes bonkers, uh, where they're like, you can't just kill a motherfucker. He's an American citizen. And, uh, Rand Paul goes on a filibuster for several hours, just rambling about how Obama's going to kill dissidents in coffee houses and shit with, with drones. Uh, that hasn't come to light, but. Filibuster is still such a weird thing to me. It doesn't feel. It feels like a a weird workaround. Like, but might as well just make a law that's like basically time out, let us go and research and come back and actually have this rather than making someone. Do arbitrary stand-up talking so that way we can do that and slow the process down. And it just feels like... It's like such a childish way of... Exactly, where it's like, I'm not getting my way, so I'm not going to sit down yeah. until I get my way. And because the <sighs> made-up rules that said, if I don't sit down, we're good. Might as well just make a new rule that's like, okay, we can sit down, let's let's cut the bullshit and figure out a better way can of this. Can we be adults this? about this? Yeah. I bet Anwar would have fucking loved filibustering. Oh, yeah. Because he gets all the attention. Just 18 hours straight of... So, uh... I'm really cool, (laughs) and uh, my voice sounds really good. Do you guys like it? (laughs) Yeah, you do. If you don't, I'll kill you. Yeah. Infidels. Admiral Akbar! It's a trap. (laughs) Right. Well, there's a bunch more uh, missile strikes in Yemen. Uh, They're kind of focusing in on uh, how to make this shit work. And Anwar, at this point, is just consistently calling for death to all Americans. It's the duty of all Muslims to kill all Americans. Jesus. He said, don't, this is a quote, don't consult with anybody in the killing of Americans. Fighting the devil doesn't require consultation or praise seeking divine guidance. They are the party of devils. You have my permission. Just do it. You don't even have to talk about it to anybody else. If you're in an elevator. Jesus. And the guy's like, yeah, I'm from New York. Kill him. (laughs) Right then. Jesus Christ. Don't wait. Another quote from this time is that, I pray that Allah destroys America and all its allies. Hmm. So he is publicly put on this kill list, and Nasser, his awesome dad, tries to sue the Obama administration along with the ACLU, um, saying that this is not, you can't kill an American citizen. And all the stuff that I just detailed about how they uh, justified this was not public knowledge. Right. How did he figure it out? Well, it was released much later after Freedom of Information Acts, but at the time, Nasser tried to sue, and the judge actually dismissed the cases. He's like, this is a political issue. So wait, at the time, Nasser tried to sue them before they were going to do the drone strike? Yeah, so it was... How did Nasser find out? So it was... So why they were able to kill him, the legal justification wasn't released. Right. But the fact that Anwar is on the official kill list is released. And so Nasser tries to sue the Obama administration to reverse it. And they say, we have legal justification, but we can't give it to you. We can't tell you it. Because we don't want everyone to know. We don't want everyone to criticize it in the news. Yeah. We just want to kill them. Yeah. Just please go away. Well, the judge in that case dismissed it as saying, it's a political issue for the executive party and I can't get involved. Why did Nasser go to? I, I I know this sucks. It's his son. He loves and He's cares. He's trying. Him. But why is he doing? Like I feel bad saying it because I, I feel like I've grown close to Nasser, who seems like a nice guy who's trying. <laughs> but then this part, I'm just kind of like, no. 
I'm sorry, but if my son's doing that shit, I don't even care if he's my son. Fuck maybe, him. Maybe he needs to be droned to death. <laughs> maybe he does. Maybe he does. Maybe he at least needs to be captured in prison, for God's sake. That's for sure. Anwar, what he needs is to be spanked. That's what he needs. Not in the fun way. He needs to be punched in the fucking head a bunch of times. And yeah. Wake the fuck up. Grow up. Punched a bunch of times in the face. Yeah. I would love to break all his teeth out. Yeah. And look, he's a terrorist. I'm American. We don't like terrorists. But personally, I just don't like the prick. Yeah. I... Well, All the like terrorist an... stuff aside, I just want to t- knock his teeth out. Yeah, away from him trying to kill people. Aside, he sounds like an asshole. Like you add that, and I'm like, yeah, kill him. Yeah, then get rid but of him, yeah. Aside from that, I'm like, I'd still want to kick his ass. Yeah. He's such a prick. Um, well, in 2010, Anwar moves further and further away from society into the Al-Kur Mountains in, uh, in Yemen. Uh, his whole family is back at home with his parents because he's a fucking loser. And he's now communicating through couriers through flash drives. He can't even email or use his blog or any of that. They got him locked down. Well, even the website that hosted his website were like, you're inciting violence. And they close it down and nobody will host his site anymore. So now, of course, my way. So he starts communicating through uh, flash drives that he gives to people who give the people who give the people and whatnot. Yeah. His last blog post before he shut down is titled Nandal Hassan, who's the Fort Hood killer, uh, did the right thing. And he talks about how being a Muslim soldier means killing Americans. Yeah, Jesus. So way to go, dickhead. Um, Well, he, because he can't really communicate in any other way now, he makes a magazine called Inspire along with another American a terrorist down there named Samir Khan and it's it's just a Muslim dick sucking fest Inspire is just like you know the anarchist cookbook plus people magazine except the people are terrorists right it's a lot of articles about how amazing Osama Bin Laden is and maybe some Jennifer Aniston stuff and a hijab maybe <laughs> I hope so <laughs> I don't know check this out by the way hmm you. This is one of the variables it's okay to look at. Don't worry. <laughs> it's not the constant. This one's okay. I threw this together. Yeah. Oh, also, here's how to make a bomb. And here's this guy. Um, yeah. That he just committed suicide for his people, and he's a great person. And I'll praise him and then jerk off to Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, it's, it's pretty much, I don't know. Inspire sounds like a bunch of stupid shit. I don't think they made a ton of issues before they die. Um, both of them die here shortly. They do? Yeah. But Inspire Magazine, unfortunately, became an online magazine that did inspire a ton of terrorism. There's a lot of links to people reading Aspire Magazine and going on to do ISIS. Fuck. And the Boston Marathon bombing and all kinds of shit. So So even after he dies, a lot of his... He's uh, good at what he does. Fuck that. That's shitty. Um... Yeah. Well, Inspire Magazine did have one issue calling for the death of a cartoonist named Molly Norris. Molly Norris is just a regular cartoonist, but in Seattle, she called for uh, everybody draw Muhammad Day. Yeah, because that's awesome. She saw the South Park episode. She's like, that's fun. And uh, they called for her death, and she got so many death threats that the FBI had to move her and change her name. Jesus. So I don't know where Molly Morris is now, but that Inspire magazine is what brought Christ. her to the attention of the terrorists. Well, Morton Storm, who I talked about earlier, the uh, Danish uh, former biker turned Storm, right? Jihadist. Yeah. 
So Storm, um, he starts not digging jihad anymore. So down in Yemen, they're selling drugs to fund their shit. And they're into slavery, sex slaves, and all that stuff. Fuck. So he's like, this isn't Muslim. This isn't Islam. You guys are just dickheads. You guys are gangsters. Essentially. So he goes back to the Danish embassy and says, um, I don't want to do this anymore, but I also kind of don't want them to do it anymore, so I'll work for you. I'll be like an inside guy. What? Yeah. So Morton flips, and he's still very close to Anwar. So he goes to Anwar. He's like, what can I do for you? And Anwar says he wants a wife. Of all things. Another one? A third? Yeah, the other two don't want to live in the middle of the goddamn desert with a fucking loser. Yeah, that makes sense. So he wants a Western woman who, in his words, has more Western tastes. So wait, wait, wait. Western in what kind of sense? American or just Western? Like Just Western, because who Morton finds is she's uh, Chechenian, and she's recently converted to Islam. Her name's Amina, and she's not in on this plot, but Morton... Like, convinces her, like, yeah, Anwar's really great. You should marry him. And Anwar insists on picks first, of course. Oh, my God. Then bring her. What does she look like? Bring me ten of them and let me pick. You could look up. There is a YouTube video of the video Anwar sent to Amina, and it's very... Are you serious? Like, dating blog, like... Are you serious? I'm really into... I like having tea in the afternoons, and I just, I insist on, I think the man should be in charge, so I think that you you would need to do what I say. Also, I need to see your hair. It was creepy. Wow. And Amina, fuck, she just goes along with it. She sounds like an idiot. So wait, she wasn't in on it. She was actually looking to possibly marry this guy. Mm -hmm. Not part of a plot of any... Morton didn't say, I'm a flipped, jihadist guy working for the government. Seems like you... Maybe you should have. Maybe got somebody else. Oh, whatever. Fuck it. Doesn't it doesn't seem fair to but, her. No, just go ahead. Fuck it. If she's into it, maybe she deserves whatever's going to happen. Yeah. Well, they bug all her shit, uh, the CIA does, and send her down to meet Anwar. None of this. She doesn't know about that either. Nope. She <laughs> doesn't know about that's that. That's fucking funny. Yeah. So that along with um, um, Morton giving. So Morton became like a courier for Anwar where like Anwar would record his shit on a flash drive give it to this guy because this guy and whatever so morton's one of those guys okay so morton's trying to help the cia track where anwar is all the time so he's like copy paste and give it to them find wherever so i got this flash drive from this guy who's in this city and he got it from this guy who's from this city smart now you're getting other people too that are maybe yeah they're trying, they're trying to get everybody well they're working on that and around this time uh there is a failed uh terrorist plot that is asinine where anwar and that bomb maker asari is trying to they they take the bomb material that they gave the underwear bomber guy but they put it in ink cartridges in printers okay and they mail the printers to chicago is that gonna work that way it doesn't fucking work because it's idiotic it doesn't seem like it would work at all the the bomb is on a timer or not on a timer on a it's connected to a cell phone so okay. you call from your cell phone, it sets off the bomb. Right. And they sent it to Chicago, which is supposedly a wink to Obama, because Obama, he's not from Chicago, but that's like his adopted city. Okay. And they're trying to blow the plane up above Chicago. Um, because of Morton and because of the CIA getting closer to him, they realize what's happening, and they ground the plane almost immediately. But now they know even more that Anwar is into some dirty shit yeah he's directly trying to still still trying to kill 
everybody, but not doing a good job because he's a fucking idiot. Thank God. Printers? Yeah. That's that your plan? Like, yeah, what an idiot. God damn it. Without your dad, you'd be nothing. <laughs> Seriously. You would literally be nothing. You'd be a silly little piece of shit somewhere. So, uh, curious, so... America knows where he's at, and now they're trying to kind of hunt out everybody else before they basically take him out. They have a general idea where he is. They don't know where he is. They're not in communication with the... Uh... With Amina? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, with Storm. Oh, so, yeah, but Storm can meet him in a certain place, but Anwar moves like every oh, three or four days. I gotcha. He's going from safe house to safe house. Okay. Because he is smart about that. He knows he's being hunted. Right. Um. Well, in 2011, the Arab Spring happens. I won't go too much in the Arab Spring, but it does get Yemen all fucked up. The government sort of collapses because there's too many protesters. Mm. And Al-Qaeda takes over a huge swath of land. Yeah. And uh, his son, who I mentioned before, Abdul Rahman, is now 16. So this is Anwar's son. Yeah. And he's not a terrorist. He's not hanging out with his daddy. He lives with his cool grandpa nice. in the capital. And he is a fan of Eminem and Harry Potter, according to his Facebook and he's a regular kid who's just joining these protests. Um, no known ties to his dad's bird shit. Hopefully not. Brainery. It's just going to end badly for him. Hopefully his, his grandfather's like, all right, I got a second chance to listen. Your dad's an idiot. Look, we yeah. love him. He tried to blow up America with printers. He's an idiot. <laughs> don't, don't listen to anything he says. Don't do that. Don't do any of the stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, now it is, uh, let's see, May 1st of 2011, Osama bin Laden is now a corpse that, oh, that's that we right. threw into the ocean, yep. uh, and his son, Abdul Rahman, actually left the protests. Nobody knows why, but he went to go find Anwar. He went to go find his dad. Mm. Doesn't seem great. His family thinks that America has something to do with it, that some operatives like convinced him to go find his dad. They were hoping they could track him to Anwar. Mm. Nobody knows. It's not good. Well, there is a drone strike that almost kills Anwar. Uh, they barely miss because um, I think shooting a drone is like that duck game on Nintendo. <laughs> it's pretty tough sometimes. What are they? Are they using like like a gun gun? Or are they using like explosives when they use these? Drones. Oh, predators shoot like rockets. That's what I figured. They were, yeah. I just didn't know what they were using at this time for. I don't know what they're to take him out. Called I, th- I think they're Hellfire. They're just they're big rockets. Yeah. And so they they track Anwar. They see where he is. He's with like five or six guys. They jump into two trucks and take off. And I think the drone operator missed which truck he was in and shot the wrong truck. <laughs> oh shit! And two brothers died and like two Al Qaeda guys. And, they couldn't uh, just take out both trucks. They couldn't just. I don't know what the fucking problem was. Apparently, Anwar, like at that night, like they crashed their truck, and he ran up into the mountains and like slept in the mountains and felt all like, oh, this was meant to be. They missed me. Yeah, that's no, not. No, it's no. not just fucking luck. I want to imagine not because I'm. He's, he's not. He's not gonna make it in the end. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, September thirtieth of two thousand eleven. He's in a very remote. Bedouin area, Bedouin like way outside society type uh, goat herder people. Okay. So he's staying with it's this little place called Jwaf. No one has ever been to Jwaf except Bedouins <laughs> and Anwar in a secret safe house, which is just a tent. And uh, they hear that familiar buzz sound of a drone. 
They hear the drone, they run to their trucks, uh, it's too late, the truck, and uh, a, a later witness said that the only thing that was left was blast craters, uh, the burned out shell of the truck, and the rhinoceros horn dagger handle that Anwar was known to always carry around. Carried a dagger with a rhinoceros horn for the so handle. So he's a shitty person in that sense too, just... They're endangered, you <laughs> right? prick. Like, what the fuck? What makes you think you're so fucking... Well, they found that handle, and they're like, yeah, so Anwar's ash now. Well, that's what they were supposed to be selling, too, right? To help also fund? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Anyways, his uh, son was there? Well, so his son was close. Uh, he wasn't at that village. He was still trying to find him. Uh, he actually gets word that his dad is dead. About two weeks later, he's staying with some cousins, and he calls his grandma, and he's like, I heard... The Americans got Anwar, or my, got my dad. Yeah. And his grandma's like, please come home. And he's like, okay, I will. And after hearing about his father's death, there's some speculation that maybe he was hooking up with Al-Qaeda. His family thinks not. Because they think that he was pissed off that they killed his dad. Right. But his family thinks that he was more sad and just kind of a nice kid and he was going to come home. Well, he uh, was hanging out on a street with some of his cousins and a drone strike uh, killed him. No way. Yeah, fucking A. Um, America said that it was an accident and they have no idea what happened. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Wow. 16-year-old Harry Potter fan hanging out with his cousins. Yeah. So. America's cleaning up all the loose ends in case, even if there's not any. Jesus Christ. You go, you go, Obama. Oh, man. I'm happy to be paying my taxes. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they had more information than they're obviously going to give out um, that he is a bad person. I doubt it. But at the same time, I kind of also feel like they were just like, bah, fuck it. I think they, one of the big things about killing Anwar was he's sort of this symbol of uh, resistance, and they probably were afraid his son would take over. But he's also a 16-year-old fucking kid who likes rap music. Yeah, dude, that's pretty fucking Um, accident, man. So the government... Do say, well, we think maybe he was joining Al-Qaeda, um, but we don't know. But either way, it doesn't matter. Even if even It was an accident. They they claim they were mm-hmm. aiming for an Al-Qaeda leader, and they missed. Yeah. Um, Nasser, of course, cool guy, says it's bullshit and tries to sue for an explanation, um, and the lawsuit is dismissed for yeah, the same like reason it was before. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um. But after Anwar and Abdul Rahman's death, Nasser tries to sue again. So he tries to sue a third time. And uh, no, nothing. They, yeah. they don't give a fuck. No. Um, New York Times uh, Freedom of Information Act for like what the government's illegal like legal argument was for killing him was slightly released. And it's actually just very recently we kind of have a full context of what their reasoning was. Shit. Um. But uh, it was only until recently and like, let's see, like, uh, fuck, man. I think it was 2014 when YouTube removed his videos. So they were up for a long time. Oh, you can't find them anymore? Well, they were re-uploaded by a bunch of little fuckboys, so you can find them if you're into that shit. I feel like you would be put on a list immediately if you uh, looked Dude, that shit up. the research I did for this made me very nervous. Yeah. Because I kept typing like... Anwar Awalaki lecture about jihad. Oh man! And like YouTubing it and shit. And I'm like, 
I hope they don't come to my house. <laughs> you might be on a list I, somewhere. I like have a, very... a podcast. <laughs> I have a podcast. You were on a probably a thin list of like, okay, we don't know, but just in case we start seeing more hits from this guy. Hey, they just need to listen to the episode. Yeah, and they're like, what a great backstory you got there, huh? That seems convenient for you. Kill America. Oh. Wait, wait. you said that. You might have to really no. actually cut that. My name, is, my, na- my name is Shiki Booty. They can't find me. <laughs> You'll never find me. And they're like, we've got you completely down. Well, because of his videos were re-uploaded by a bunch of little fuckboys, as I said. Right. Uh, he is arguably more alive now as a martyr than dead. Or, or yeah. Wait, more alive now as a martyr than alive. Yeah. Um, a lot of people who joined ISIS are attributed to being inspired by him. Bummer, dude. Uh, the Charlie Hebdo shooting in, in uh, France directly aspired to him. Yeah, what what, do you, what can you do about that though? I don't know. Just imprison them then, and then they're not quite like a martyr. I don't know. My opinion on him and Bin Laden is we should have captured them and put them on trial. Yeah. Because you know, like the uh, what was the the Nuremberg trials? They didn't need to happen. Yeah. Like after World War II, everybody was fine. Like yeah, hunt the Nazis and murder them. We don't care. Yeah. But we didn't. We put them on trial because there's some integrity to that. It makes us seem like a civilized society. Right. It makes just, us better than them. Exactly. We're playing their fucking game if we kill them quietly. Yeah. And then incite violence. So, I'm psyched that Bin Laden and El Laki are dead. Right. I'd rather it be after a trial. Only because per- hopefully, it, I mean, it, if also to help. Do process. Give the uh, martyr effect too. That too, because what they're arguing is that America is unjust, and killing them without trial is unjust. Yeah, it kind of speaks for itself. Kind of gives them firepower. Well, speaking of injustice, in 2017, uh, Laki's eight-year-old daughter Noir was killed in another oops by the Trump administration in an armed raid. Wait, what? Say that again. Uh, In 2017, there was an armed raid. In, in Yemen that was trying to find an Al-Qaeda leader. Yeah. And who they actually killed is uh, Al-Waki's eight-year-old daughter, Nawar. So she was like one. I didn't know she had, he had a daughter. He had Did a, you bring that up? He had a bunch of kids. I'm sorry. I, I don't, no, I only brought up Abdul Rahman because he died later, but he had like 15 kids with all his wives. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And Nawar was one when he died. And when she was eight, she was murdered by the Americans in another... Jesus. Oh, oh, uh, sorry. Sorry about that. Accident. Whoops. Whoops. Huh. It's this damn joystick. Guess you're dead now. So, um, I did want to say, uh, you know, Israel and the UK have started to use drones. Uh, China and Russia have not, but uh, it's kind of any day now. I think the precedent of using drones is just going to become our life soon. Robot wars. <sighs> I'm so depressed. <laughs> um. Had a couple last things here. Uh, there is a journalist named Bilal Abdul Karim, who is also an American citizen, who is a uh, converted to Islam. He uh, covers the Syrian civil war in Syria, and he has a YouTube channel called On the Ground News, which is excellent, and a and a Twitter account. He's a very cool guy. Also on the kill list. Um, hmm. I watched a documentary about it where he even talked. He's like, I don't know why I'm on this list shit but he has avoided several predator drone attacks and the government won't comment on it and he doesn't know why he's under attack hmm so this whole story makes me horrified yeah i don't know what the government's capable of anymore and uh 
I hope they listen to this episode so they know I'm not a terrorist. <laughs> but last thing uh, I was going to say, uh, in the Marsha P. Johnson episode, I talked about a guy named Anthony. Yeah. And I have to apologize. I referred to Anthony as a he. Uh, I just realized that when I was going through the research. Oh. Anthony is transgender as well and is actually a she. So okay. she actually recently changed her name to Anony. And Anony released an album in 2016 called Helplessness, which deals directly with drone bombing and state surveillance. Jesus. And it's like a dark electro pop album if you're into that kind of thing. I just thought that was funny that Anony came up in two of the episodes I did recently. Oh, there you go. <laughs> so thanks, thanks, Anony. Well, I think that's uh, that's a crazy fucking story, man. I don't feel good. Yeah, I don't know. I want to go to bed going like, I don't know if I trust my government. I don't know if I trust... No. I mean, I already don't, but I mean... I mean, because it's like, yeah, fuck Anwar. But, yeah. But was that the right way to do it? Well, and... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This, Jesus Christ. I'm so gray area now. This is also one of those things where it's like, it's impossible, me, impossible for me to get the information needed to make any kind of real right. decision on anything. So right. I'm just stuck in limbo here be going because the government won't release the information. So much... And, the research I did had that asterisk. But like, there's also the danger of, like, I also don't want America getting attacked, or anybody for that matter getting attacked sure. by terrorists. Yeah. Like, if, if Anwar was operationally involved in terrorism, yeah, fucking kill him. Right. But do it the right way. Yeah, I agree. Because killing him in the in the middle of the desert and blasting him into ash is only going to make the people who are inclined to that kind of thing more incited to yeah, violence. Yeah, I think so. They're going to go, yeah, America are monsters. Well, and I think it's pretty sad that it even has to be stated. But because I've actually met people who are so crazy, uh, it might be nice noting that this isn't, by the way, in any means anti-Muslim or Islam or anything like that. Yeah, people because, time is fine with Islam. Yeah, this is anti-terrorism, and there's yep. extremists that do that. Just like in any kind of organization, unfortunately. Anything, yeah. So in case anyone thought they heard this and were like, yeah, fuck Muslims. That's not what we were. <laughs> that's not at all. It's not the takeaway here. We don't like people that want to hurt other people. Honestly, religions just do that. And right now it just happens to be Islam for a lot of different geopolitical reasons. Yeah. And that's not anybody's fault. Yeah. Humans are dumb. And We suck. I hear a lot of conservative arguments that Islam is naturally a violent religion. I don't seem to find the same. I get why they think that, because the only news they hear about is terrorism. That yeah. Terrorism is not Islam. Yeah. Islam is a peaceful religion. Yeah. And has some violence in its past. Just like... Point to one that doesn't. Yeah. You know, Buddhism kills people. Yeah. Like, yeah. everybody kills people. The most violent group of people I ever met was a group of moms who worked at Kohl's. And they are vicious. They believe in the same thing. And they will kill you. I think anti-vaxxers are more dangerous. They might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... So, people time, no problem with Islam. Yeah. Lots of problems with terrorists. Yep. Uh, when you're about to ejaculate, yell Admiral Akbar. Your partner will appreciate it. <laughs> Admiral Akbar! Thanks for listening to People Time Podcast. You can check us out on Facebook. You can leave a comment. Hey, what did you think about this episode, or any episode for that matter? Anything. Go ahead and add in an episode of someone you would like to have who, us do an episode on. Who the fuck do you want to hear about? Yeah, we'll do it. Do you know that we can look it up? Do you know that? We can look it up? Yeah. I've been just making all this shit up this whole time. I actually have two. <laughs> Wait, we shouldn't have been that. <laughs> cut that out. We are going to cut this.
You will not hear this. Anwar Alolaki's not a real person. I just made this whole thing up. Uh, you believed it, though. <laughs> idiots. <laughs> uh, well, we hey, love you, dabblers. We do. And you know what? Don't forget to mention us to all of your conservative friends. Tell your third cousin <clears throat> slash wife yeah. uh, about our show. Find your third cousin, marry them on your wedding night while you're sensuously giving it to your own bloodline. Put us on in the backyard, in the background. Just have us there. Yeah. Just have us there. Just sultry, making it better with all the sweat. So Winston Churchill. (laughs) What's hotter than that? Jesus. Hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.